Thank you for tuning in to Season 3 of One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer. To fully appreciate our episodes, we recommend that you have at least seen the movie we're about to cover. Yeah, uh, we're still three friends that love bourbon movies and beer, uh, but please note that none of us are experts in any of these subjects. Yeah, and we still love drinking together. We still love watching movies together, and we still love talking. (laughs) This podcast will contain many spoilers and some adult content. Still, very fucking valid. And still... If you enjoy the show, leave us a rating, five stars are preferred, and uh, leave comments, whatever, we'll interact with you, but uh, share with your friends, share with your family, share with your kids, not your kids, but we love you. <laughs> you can also check out our website, One Bourbon, One Movie, One Beer, that's using the number one instead of the word one. There you can send us an email, stream any of our episodes, find links to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or even chat with us live. And also, uh, any fans want to interact and suggest on the socials movies you'd like us to feature, uh, please drop them in comments, Facebook, Twitter, all uh, those Instagram, things. all the Grammys, whatever those things are. And then enjoy the show. We wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Myoderm. Yeah. Myoderm is a cool company that creates skincare and pain relief products using CBD oils. My personal favorite is the one with the highest concentration of CBD on the planet, the Advanced RX 20 cream, because I'm super old and I need a lot of advanced cream. <laughs> For all the pains. <laughs> For all the pains. Four yeah, years of pains. I take that stuff, coat my entire arm in it before a softball game, and I feel great for hours. Yeah. I like to use the regular one, too. Like They're all advanced, um, like 2400 or something like that. Yeah. And they feel great on a sore arm, elbow, shoulder. Then you can get out and play the game again. So we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chef, so literally shoulder to top of the butt that, for me. The whole back. <laughs> the whole, all the back. All of the, the knees. Back area. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just put it on. It'll make you feel better. So go to MeyerDunn.com and use promo code BMB to get 20% off your first purchase. Uh, I, I suggest the RX20 if you're in as much pain as me. <laughs> So again, that's uh, myaderm.com, M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. Type in the code BMB at checkout and receive 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode 51. What? The A-Team. Did you say 51? 51. I'm Whip. I'm all... And as we mentioned on an earlier episode, uh, Ryan is not able to join us as frequently, so we have a couple of guests and a big announcement for one of them. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, Mike. And I'm Jared. So yeah, we got Mike back, and he is officially going to be joining the podcast as a host yeah so as we as we conclude season I'm so three proud of you oh thank you <laughs> golf clap golf clap as we conclude season three and move into season four we're adding mike to the official roster so he's just been a great fit we're glad to have you on board super excited thank you for inviting me it's an honor can't, can't tell you enough <laughs> But we also have Jared filling in, <coughs> actually in Ryan's chair. Literally so. filling in the yes, exact location. Yes, I'm 
I'm, I'm in this chair, so. So, real quick, Jared, last episode was our 50th official movie, wow. and we all went over what our favorite episode or two, or three, uh, are. So, do you have any specific ones that you would recommend a new listener to go back and find? Oh, okay. So, my first favorite is more like a memory of y'all recording it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how well it. I think it turned out well. Um, but they all turned out well. Shut your mouth. <laughs> They're all no, no. gold. It was. I was solid. Whit wanted me to come on for one of the Batman's mm-hmm. and the Dark Knight. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it in time. Right. And so oh, y'all, y'all I love got this started. One. And the I just like one. I didn't want to knock or anything because that would like ruin the recording. <laughs> and so I just stood at the window, and all of a sudden you see Paul go, "Ah, someone's here!" <laughs> it was lurking like a goddamn ghost outside. Yes. Lurking. Yeah. So this yeah, is Marietta. So, There's ghosts. Yes. There's legit so your, ghosts out here. Your first favorite is the Dark Knight. <laughs> yes, that was then, that was. Fun. Do you have any others? Like we gave up to three. Was the, oh the wow, amount. y'all did three? Well, Ryan. And Paul did. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't agree on... I couldn't decide on my favorite con film, I think. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your favorite con <laughs> Well, like, I think it was, what, 1984? I was like, I conned the hell out of that, and that was kind of fun. But also, like, Batman Forever. The but Batman then, and Robin section of Batman Forever. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I know you, you, yeah. you fought hard for forever. Well, it's tough, because, I mean, I really enjoyed your attempts at trying to feng shui... Like, defend all the Batman Forevers, and then he just gave the fuck up on Batman and Robin because he agreed. How I think I really was. did like, I mean, not that I don't, want, I don't want all my things to be Batman, but I really liked the way y'all tied in the 60s Batman with the Lego Batman. I yeah. liked that episode. Um, yeah. I mean, I can listen to Marvel stuff, like, all the time. <laughs> um, what else? So, season two. Heard? Yeah. Season, yeah, yeah. Season two. <laughs> okay, so... So instead of another episode, what's your favorite artwork that you've ever done? Because you do all the artwork. Oh, we should all pick body. those two. <laughs> Maybe a tag at the end of this episode. But yeah. I want to know what Jared's favorite one to make was. Oh, good. Oh, wow. That, that's tricky. Because, you know, it's, it's fun when... I think my favorite was Thor Ragnarok. Because I, I made the flyers for... Uh-huh. Uh, was it Krog? Was it, yeah, and Co- yeah, Korg. Korg. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Korg. Um, Close. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's fun. It was. It, it's nice to be able to uh, listen to you guys and then be like, okay, so what? What would I want to put in here for that? So I'm, I'm sorry that there hasn't been as much this this season. I'm I'm working on some stuff, but we'll see. This season patient, we've been man. jumping around a little bit anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I it thought was, it was a little easier to just slide something in for Marvel because I thought that for sure you were going to say the Lego Batman movie again because you made us all into Lego characters. That one was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I did that one for uh, with the Lego movie or something like yeah, Lego Batman. Batman. Lego Batman. Yeah, yeah. so good. So yeah, really excited that we have Mike officially joining the team, and we're always excited to have Jared back. So mm-hmm. this should be a fun episode. Well, thanks. We could yes. say that this could be our. A team of hosts. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Wit's eyes are so wide right now. He's like, I'm making a pun right now. <laughs> Is this a segue? <laughs> the A team. So yeah, so 
Welcome to episode 51, about 18. Um, 2010. Who wants to go first on their first impressions? Anybody remember when they saw it? Besides me. I'm pretty sure I thought <laughs> in the theaters. I wanted. To, I was stoked because I grew up loving the OG show mm-hmm. with Mr. T, man. Holy shit, that was a good show. And it was cool because to me, I remember that show being around like the in the same vein of my brain it's not probably they're probably later in time a little bit but it's like kind of rise of the hulk and then like the uh, dukes of hazard that kind of era of like kind of corny like action show that everyone like it's kind of like a cult classic show to watch like back in the day okay and i remember night rider yeah night rider yeah. that same kind of style <clears throat> and uh, but i just remember like it being such a cool con like collection of odd characters and like Mr. T is so just like his own persona, and I loved every time he was like on screen. He was so <laughs> awesome, and his van was the best. I always wanted that van. I had like a uh, Matchbox version of that van. I, nice. I also had the Matchbox. Yeah, I, I had the Mr. T cereal breakfast cereal. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. T cereal. The yellow oh. teas. They were good too. Dude, didn't uh, <laughs> didn't uh, Pee Wee Herman pour? Isn't that the the cereal yeah. he pours in the bill and yeah. throw to Pee Wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> I paid a fool only speaks my cereal. <laughs> I, I just remember growing up in the eighties going like I can't wait to be able to drive a vehicle because there's so many cool yeah. vehicles right now in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. There were so many iconic vehicles that yeah. came out of those shows in the, that era. For sure. I mean who didn't want like Airwolf or Kit? Like right? holy cow. <laughs> like, my brother had the Airwolf helicopter. That was the shit. We love that thing. Jared had all that stuff, so therefore I had all that stuff. Yep. yep. <laughs> so like I and then fit in all really well broken. to this. Yeah, I fit <laughs> in really well to knowing all these things. <laughs> there, like, I had that stuff hand. for a few minutes. So I smashed it. I just <laughs> yeah. scared off. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I remember they were reading a remake, and I was trying to figure out who's going to play who, and it was interesting. I mean, I like, I do love the casting. Um, yeah, I love the cast. Trying awesome. to figure out who's going to be Mr. T was a, a crazy like. To me, for this film, and then when they were casting it, I was it was almost up there with like Marvel casting for me. Like, who's gonna be Mr. T? Who's gonna replace? Who's gonna be BA? Who's gonna be BA? And then they pick Rampage, and I was like, I barely knew who he was, and then I was like, damn, like, well played. Like, he's yeah. not bad at all. He did, yeah, <clears throat> he did do well. And Charlto, oh my god, dude, he is so good, and he's the polar opposite. Could not pick a more opposite role for him than we just saw in District Nine, dude. Like he's. It's so I good. was I was really surprised at how good he was in this. Yeah, and and Rampage. And if you'd seen District Nine, like we just did in the correct kind of order, because then he has that that bit where he he goes to the uh, he tells the guy that the he, he put the uh, South African microphone too low. And yeah, put it, <laughs> CNN stealing. doesn't have to be at the top, and he's speaking. I was like, oh, it was so good. Yeah, when he was in the Afrikaans or whatever. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, he let his real accent come through. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool little meta thing, but but yeah, he's so good in it. So yeah, everybody's good. I mean, Bradley Cooper's amazing. Liam Neeson. I was I was the only one that I was like, huh? And then I watched it. I was like, you know what? Checks out. Like it just like it was weird because like the hairpiece or whatever he's wearing that looks like the original actor is like it makes his head look rounder, and I was like his hair his head's like too tall like he doesn't look the same and it would the guy's got like an iconic look and he has the cigars and I was like but it's weird how he looks the he just fits right in there a couple scenes I'm like ah well cast well cast and this was <laughs> this was before Taken right I I'm trying it's to around remember. the same time as Taken 2010 so yeah I think Taken I, two might I come think out Taken might have been 
before this, but I'm not 100% on that. I mean, how many Takens were there? Seven. If only we had access to the internet right now. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Some kind of way. so I can no, figure I it out was, real fast. Because I, I, I don't feel like he was... Yep, Taken was 2008. 2008, so he'd already done that. Oh, okay. Nailed yeah. it. Because so, so, I remember when they announced him and everyone was like, mm, well, he did do Taken. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, I think he was Taken 2. So, oh yeah, t- it's... In between Taken and Taken 2. Taken 2 is 2012, so yeah. Yeah, Taken 2 is definitely after this. So, like, with your first impression, though, like, you knew all that, you figured out who they were all going to be, like, I was did excited. you just leave the theater, like, so happy, or were you let down at all? I want to say that um, I was a little worried about it going in, for sure, because, you know, it's, it's good casting, but I wasn't sure until I saw it, because I have very specific... Um, the bar is pretty high because I really like that show. They have very specific characters. They're, they're fairly... The interesting thing about the A-Team for me for the show is they're all pretty one-note. Like, they have their own... They don't really s- swing out of their own characters. They're all very specific. But all four of them coming together makes a great team, right? And a good show. Mm-hmm. And they have their own quirks and they have their own skills and they all find a way to fit them into 30 minutes in the show, right? So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how they're going to pull it all off in the movie and how they're going to share that screen time and the roles and how it would go and i was really happy man the intro alone was made it for me yeah, the intro though. got me too that yeah got a full 20 minutes before <coughs> the title pops i feel up like on the yeah screen. i feel like even yeah like they pick up uh, murdoch at the thing and i think they're still showing some of the credits a bit here and there and i was like damn it's pretty still still going they waited until they put the whole a team back together yeah and then they flashed up the one title. thing they did do is they i I couldn't remember if uh, I, I couldn't remember that it was kind of an originy for because like it kind of does does have a time jump where like they go together. It's not like they're getting back together in the beginning, like because B A isn't even with him. He kind of mm-hmm. stumbles across them, but their their uh, Army Ranger tats connect them all together, and him and uh, Murdoch really don't even know the other ones yet. He kind of hears of Murdoch <laughs> to go get him. B.A. runs into him in the middle of Mexico, but just face and, and uh, uh, Jesus Hannibal. And, and Hannibal know each other. But the fact that they mesh well, and then, then they the time jump skips right to them just chilling and hanging out, even though like <laughs> they hate each other back then, kind of a little bit. They're really rough. The helicopter ride, F's up, B.A. Yeah. <laughs> was going to say like 230 jumps, gone. Yeah. Ruined. One helicopter ride with you. <laughs> you be so airborne good. ranger and be afraid of flying. <laughs> so good. So it did it. Yeah, um, I left the theater thinking it was amazing. And yeah. I, I mean, there's a couple bumps. I remember. I don't remember because I again I only rewatched. I only managed to rewatch half, just over half of the film before tonight. Unfortunately, I should have done more research. But I remember leaving the film at, and feeling that that you mentioned off mic earlier. There's a couple bits at the end that I was like, huh, but. And this it is, obviously wasn't good enough to get a, a sequel right away, so there's that. This is one of those yeah. movies that was just so fun that you really do remember most of it from just a one or two watches. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean I watched like three times, I think, before. Like it's not <laughs> I mean, it's been around for what, thirteen years now, so Well I know Mike, you mentioned that you also saw it in the theater? No, I did not see oh, it in you the did. theater. Um I was talking with Paul and uh Jared before we started I know that I had seen it shortly after it came out, but I 
rewatching it, I don't think I remembered very much of it. I don't know what I was doing. So this was kind of a first viewing for me in a lot of ways. And um, oh, cool. I do remember when it first came out, I, I, I kind of looked at the trailers and thought, this is going to be just another mm. Hollywood pumping out a shitty movie the about a TV show. Make, I mean, to be fair, that was a, that was a, a, a season of remaking old shit, right. and some stuff. So I, I'm, I'm sure I didn't see it in the movie theater, but I know I did see it after it came out before this past week. So watching <laughs> yeah. it again... Sometime like, in the past 13 years you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But watching it window. last week, I'm thinking to myself, well, this it wastes no time. The movie yeah. starts and it's like Liam yeah. Neeson getting a shit beat out of him. Everything yeah. happens. And... You just have to kind of go with the ride. I mean, it, like you said, it, it's a fun movie. Um, yeah. It's like a beer commercial or something. Like, it just kicks on, <laughs> and it's just going full bore. It does, yeah. It's Top-notch like, action. It's like going as fast as Star Wars Episode Nine is going, but, like, actually really fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're Burn. Like, oh, man. Take that, George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going and going and going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, I, I think you're right. I, it does have that, like, they did tap really hard into that because that's what the show was. It was just nonstop, crazy bonkers plans that shouldn't actually fucking yeah. work. That I mean, there was no setup. The movie starts, and there's this Mexican cartel and a crooked government and police <laughs> have them captured. Yep. No backstory. We don't know what the hell's going on. Yep. Uh, Hannibal stops BA driving down the desert, yep. the middle of the desert. And then they just hook up because they got the same tattoos. He's in. He's ready to die for him right there. Right. They're on, then they go on a rescue mission. And it's like yeah. the whole movie is just bonkers right right out of the gate. Yeah. As soon as he takes he, care like, of those two Roddies, it's... I mean, Hannibal shot him and he's like, oh, you have a Ranger tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> not just him. He's not even worried about himself. You. He grazed him. It's the fact that he shot up his van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they go to get it like stitched up. He's like, oh, man. You almost got your ranger tat there. He's like, would it, would it blow your mind if I'd have one of them too? Or something like that, he says. But then he gives him a lightning bolt. <laughs> he stitches him with a weird lightning bolt. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So, I came yeah. away thinking it was really fun. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a great movie. As far as, like, it didn't make me think about anything. It didn't make yeah. me look deep into any characters or the story. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just, it was what it was. Yeah, just a fun action movie. Just sit down, watch it, and just go for the ride it takes you on. So, I I liked it overall. Mm. All right, Jared, me or you? I don't think we saw this together, so we did that not. so therefore there would be two stories for once. <laughs> well, I'll go first then. You go first because <laughs> I know I remember mine. <laughs> yeah, I saw this in college. Um, I had a bunch of buddies that I would hang out with, and uh, I didn't know a ton about the A-Team. I knew a little bit. I knew the theme song. I mostly had really heard of the A-Team through Family Guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Family Guy always made fun of, like, Mr. T. They had the whole A-Team episode where they get the van, and then Quagmire is Hannibal, and uh, Cleveland is B.A., and uh, um, I think... Actually, quite where it might be face, and then Peter is yeah. Hannibal. But like they Quite have the whole like the team together. Yeah, they have the 
the whole eighteen thing, and they just mess everything up instead of actually achieving anything. Mm-hmm. But like save a cat or something, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> in <laughs> order to stupid. get the, tr- the cat out of the tree, they literally like shoot the tree <laughs> down with machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb. But Chainsaw like with machine guns. That's w- was pretty much my full-on intro to even learning about the A-Team. And then I remembered that it was a show that like Jared had probably had the Hot Wheels car of. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm interested in it. And then the casting, I was on IMDb at that point. I was like, okay, it's like, got a lot of people that I'm hearing of, or I know them fairly well. And I was like, I'll check it out for sure. It looks like a fun ride. And I dragged like two or three friends to it. I was like, we're getting out of the dorms. We're going to this movie. It's going to be fun. And just had a blast, like eating my popcorn, watching Bradley Cooper and Charlton. Is it Charlton or Charlton? Charlton. 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 I'm not good with names all the time. But Charlton, <coughs> it's a weird name. like just it's fair. eating up the scenery, and I hadn't seen District Nine yet, like we talked about, and ah. so I had found out about so Charlton. You didn't get the reference as this character, and I was like, that guy's hilarious. Yeah. So then I saw he was in District Nine, and that's probably he has a really good like, South African accent. That's, that's weird and random. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just remember leaving the theater. And I had so much fun that I, I used to go and like have a website I would go on and watch movies that were pirated until it got locked down. But I was like, I'm going to go back to my dorm. I'm going to watch this movie again. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I paid for it once. Now I'm going to go watch it for fun in my dorm. So <laughs> very fun movie. Uh, I bought I bought it like right when it came out. Sent Jared the digital copy. I was like, add this to the library. It's perfect. <laughs> Put it right next to Batman Forever. Thank you. (laughs) So you saw it in the you saw it at the theater. Yeah, and you saw it at the theater. I'm pretty sure I did because I was stoked about it. I was 2010. I don't know what the hell that was. I think I was in Vegas, Um, but I remember seeing it in the theater. I don't remember like it being like a unique like Deadpool 2 esque experience. But it was was my graduation year of college, 2010. So I was with my friends in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice, fun, just. Fun night. <laughs> All right, Jared. Interesting. Do you remember? Was I'm it after trying I to bought... remember who I went to see it with, but eh, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably like old high school buddies or something. Um, All right, good. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. That was Thanks, nice. Sweet. Next. <laughs> but no, it was the same same thing. Like I had knew knew a lot of the actors and stuff, and I was like, I think they'll actually do a good job they just don't get smart a few years before that yeah i was and, very on the fence of that because i don't know what the fuck rock was even doing that goddamn movie he oh was well, like i mean he wrote i mean paid. steve carell bad guy dope <laughs> casting uh rock get the fuck out of the movie like you weren't in the show who's what character are you playing like i don't i watched that show too a lot get smart i was a big fan so yeah shoe phone i mean seriously come on so yeah, yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that it would be, you know, like a revival for that kind of humor, that kind of storyline, and I, yep. I, I think it was. I mean, it just felt like a yeah, a fast but longer, you know, version of a TV show. See, they for it, they fit into the skin of those characters so well. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was so well cast that it was like. Yeah. Just let them, let them go. Let them have fun. <clears throat> it's kind of like when y'all go like, hey, so if we were to recast this movie, who would we put it in? Like, I feel like 
that would, you know, if we were to recast the show, who would we put it? These guys are perfect. It was, yeah. yeah. It, it would be tough. Yeah, we will try, but it'll be tough. <laughs> <laughs> recast the recast. Yeah. So you agree, though? Fun movie all around? Oh, yeah. Fun movie. Loved it. <laughs> Love it. What was that? Loved it. Oh, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> your your drink is probably getting to you. Well, no, it's just like well on the rear. Listen, don't worry. I th- I think it's because I had both headphones on. <laughs> like it felt like the word was way behind what I was saying in person. You're you're a little head. rusty. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm. Jared, I haven't still, practiced. It's still the nineteenth. Tw- just so we're clear. Just checking. <laughs> A couple hours. <laughs> well, before we go into the favorites, do you guys want to talk about our drink? Yeah. Yes, let's talk about the so the sort of Hannibal. Mike, you sent us a recipe for the Liam Neeson. Right. It was a drink called the Liam Neeson. No. And I did not have all the exact ingredients for the Liam Neeson, so Correct. we changed it a little bit. I'm calling it the Hannibal. Nice. <laughs> but it's... Let's see. I have some bourbon in here. Have some Irish whiskey. What kind of bourbon? Can I have Scotch. I got seventeen ninety two. Just yep. a good little that cheap bourbon that still is good. Good for mixed drinks, especially. Um, got Johnny Walker Black Label for mm-hmm. the Scotch and some Jameson Irish whiskey. Too fancy for the white label. Let's see what it is for the red. What is it? The uh, <laughs> it's black. The middle one or is it the? <clears throat> I can't remember for Johnny. I always just get the black label. It's like black, red, and blue or something, and then there's then they have the White Walker one for Game of Thrones. Right, White Walker, yeah. (laughs) Because I my grandfather's drink tours, and uh, I'm pretty sure I told the story of him getting drunk uh, off that long time in one of the episodes we talked about. But he would drink White Label all the time, and that's Mm. how I remember it. But I get the labels confused because I get tours, and I don't drink scotch that much. But (laughs) yeah, it's been a while. Are do the labels? Have to do with the quality yeah, they, or the their price? Quality, yeah, yeah, quality and like a little bit of the, the way it's made. I think, yeah, because um, Scotch is usually like a lot more smoky flavored. So like, I used to try and get Scotch to be fancy, and everybody be like, "Oh, so you like to drink a campfire?" I was like, "No, I just I'm trying something new. Like I'll try it." But especially with this drink, because it also has um, a little bit of mint and lemon. And mm-hmm. usually some honey, but I didn't really have any good honey, so I used elderflower instead to kind of give it that natural sweetness, like a flower in there instead of the honey. Um, so that sweetness is trying to combat with all the smokiness and the woodiness of the bourbons and the whiskeys and the scotch. Oh. So I think it's pretty good. I'm I, sorry. I was supposed to bring the, the honey, and I forgot it, so... Um. I well, apologize, but I still think it's pretty Next good. Next time. <laughs> you made a mess up the recipe that we didn't even done yet, yeah. man. You changed it. Before <laughs> Way we to make a left great the first honey impression. from his honey-do list. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's very like similar in my mind when I'm thinking of like a mint julep drink because you have the mint in there and the, um, and the bitters because you're adding the bitters to mm-hmm. it. It's like, and the bourbon, obviously, but it's a lot smokier version of that because of the scotch that you've added to it. And then... The Irish whiskey just adds another layer to it that mm-hmm. like just keeps hitting in different spots, mm-hmm. almost like a Long Island iced tea type of thing. <laughs> but, I yeah. find that with yeah. all of these drinks that we've tried and together since I've been guest hosting and stuff is uh, 
Hey, you're official now. Now that's official, I know. Well, <laughs> I was walking around my house telling my kids that I was sponsored by Myoderm. Nice. <laughs> you know. Hey, we hey, got to get them on the now. ad. Season Check four, out. you're going into the ad. Yeah. There I said, go. hey, I got to go. We got to get home tonight. I got to go. Uh, I gotta, we got to put up some content. We're going to lose our sponsors. <laughs> True. Like, Y'all go to bed. <laughs> but dragging the, uh, with all the, dr- all the mixed the drinks that we've had so far, I can say that the more I drink of it, the easier it is to drink the yeah. rest of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the finish up, really. <laughs> so... Nice work on the drink. I thought you were saying you're gonna be walking around saying to kids, "I'm about to go get drunk, kids." <laughs> I really, I really fancy did drunk, kinda, not just this regular stuff I drink. <laughs> I, I did kind of chef this one up. I like shook it up and everything. I had the mint sprigs, the lemon wedge. It's big very orb good of ice. The, peel, yeah. the twist of lemon. Yes, the twist. It, it is. It's pleasing to the eye. It is, and to the taste buds. Oh, back uh, for the record, I did look up Johnny Walker because I was really confused. Red, black, double black, nailed gold, it, Jerry. Green. So I don't know why. They, so it's red, black, then double black, and then it goes gold, green, platinum, and blue. That's the order of the labels. I have Johnny. had blue. And I've had I know double everyone, black. My friends were bragging about. Ooh, I got Johnny Walker blue. I spent a bunch of money. I'm like, you. If I put, if I took a bottle of blue, emptied it, and put it in fucking red, you'd know that was the difference. You fucking idiot. <coughs> Well, Scott's maybe like, they would. Maybe Scott's they tried like, fifty of them. Like we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But no, it's I. I did enjoy this drink, and I would be interested to see how the honey changes it. Agreed. On the next round, especially because you said you had like a it's a hot a honey. Hot honey. If you and add the honey oh. to it, does it change it to like a, like a face or a different character? Hmm. Oh. It's animal, but well, I mean, maybe it's just the I don't know the sweetness. Never mind. <laughs> I, was, I was I was letting you go. I was gonna let you go. I was like, he's going somewhere. I was patient. But no, it's it's I really like the way that the flavors <laughs> played together in this drink. It's a lot of things put together. Bitters, lemon, mint, three yeah. different alcohols that we added to it. Dude, um, like those three alcohols like <laughs> They combined forces and punched me in the fucking... They throat punched me in the inside. I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, it came the, on strong. It's the A-team. But it was, just, it was just the first the first step. After that, it, it kind of smooths out. Yeah. I, I, I think like, the I sweetness the would have been... Would have put it over the top. Mm. Yeah. I probably would have softened softened that initial <laughs> throat strike. But uh, I, I'm a fan. I like it. It's no Meow Meow Hammer, but it's pretty good. I mean... Meow Meow Hammer. The yeah. Mjolnirs are <laughs> always good. <laughs> well done. Speaking of good, <clears throat> segue, right? Mm-hmm. Always Let's rough, get into favorites. <laughs> Who's your favorite episodes. character and why is it Murdoch? Why oh, is wait. It Murdoch? <laughs> well, Murdoch's your favorite character because he steals Every, every scene. I feel like single I feel like Wade should go first so that none of us steal Murdoch from him so he doesn't have to cross it off his list for once. Hey, I could come up with any character in this movie because they were all fun. Right. But I will go first and I will pick Murdoch. All right, so Murdoch, I'm going to talk about. No, <laughs> no I mean, th- just thinking of my favorite scenes or. Dude, I, I don't think I could pick a favorite. They're all fucking good. He does so many good scenes. Well, there was a movie, I think maybe it was a prequel. Maybe, I think it was Tropic Thunder that me and you were talking about. And we were like, it's really hard to pick a favorite scene because it's like. 
everything's a bit there's everything has parts of it that are funny and there's a lot that were connected there's a lot of circled jokes that like came back around and it was like it was, similar but slightly tweaked and you're like damn they it did was this either it, different it was time. either dodgeball or tropic thunder that i'm thinking of but it's like this movie is just fun a team is fun because like every single scene has something that you're laughing at or you think looks badass yeah or um even when you finally get into a little bit of the undertone of the story you're like oh that was a good twist that they decided to add into it too so like it has all the elements of a fun movie yeah and especially murdoch in every scene he's in like when he goes up and Meets the team the first time he's impersonating the doctor, like we were saying. Yep. And he's he's like, trying to escape. <laughs> he's like trying to get out, and he ends up like stitching the lightning bolt into BA's arm. And then <laughs> he finally, like, it clicked for me in the theater. I knew that I was going to have a blast with this movie when they finally got to the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Cooper is just like, Who the hell is this guy? And he's hanging on the rudder. Stand he's hanging on, like, the, on the propeller. He said, Rudders are good. <laughs> singing, and all of a sudden he's like, and it bounces it's like yeah. rudders are good. I was just like <laughs> testing like, the rotors. On let's the go. I love everything about this. So like, I love he opens the doors to do the heat-seeking missile go through, and then he goes, "Close the doors, you guys are air, air, you guys are army rangers. You don't have to jump in every helicopter or something." He says, "I was like, oh, dude." But I would have to say, if I had to pick a favorite scene for Murdoch, it's probably like just. When that initial helicopter chase, when he is yeah. just yeah. pulls a full f- like air, air, uh, <laughs> even the Mexican cartel guy, thing, like a barrel roll, roll? Yeah. like he's impressed. And, <laughs> and he goes up, and then he's like, he's just having so much fun flying this helicopter, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> all the like turns off the engines and then just nosedives straight down, kicks it back in, and, and like every single time they show him, he's just like. Man, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. But like then he looks keeps... like he's in full control and also joking to like yeah. mask that he's also scared. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, remember that time <coughs> that I did that? I can't believe I did it either. You know. <laughs> and uh, close second is the entire scene of flying the tank. Just yeah, in. yeah. Like when Jessica Beale's like, they're not, they're not trying to hit anything. They're trying to fly the. F- freaking tank (laughs) and then the other guys are like oh what (laughs) and then they actually do it and then that lady that they see like when she has her little like giggle laugh because like they make her husband like tidal wave fall over (laughs) she's just like (laughs) like that's i was like that's exactly how i feel right now this was just a fun scene (laughs) It, it was hilarious so those are my top two, like flying the helicopter and flying the tank. Nice. So good. And Murdoch's just steals every scene he's in. Dude, he's like this. The transition, the African, uh, the South African bit he does, like, he's his accents go, he does a, he's, that's his accent, right? That one. And then he's been doing an American-ish one, right? And then he, uh, he plays right along with uh, when he pretends to be the camera guy for Bradley Cooper, who's pretending to have a British accent. He then right. flips into a British accent to to play along and go along with his bit. I was like, damn, he's so seamlessly transitions between. And then he things. speaks uh, Swahili or something as well. Yeah. <laughs> does. And it sounds yeah, like he knows, guy. like he's saying it with an accent as well. So. And right. then when Face is like, you know how to speak Swahili, and he's like, you don't. <laughs> it's like moving on. Like right. Oh, he's just so good. 
All right. Who wants to go next, and why is it Murdoch? <laughs> well, I'll go next. Um, and it, it is Murdoch. But, ah! Nailed uh, it. I, for the reasons I already said, but I just to keep things mixed up a little bit, I'll say that I, I enjoyed the character of Lynch, uh, yeah. Patrick Wilson's character, just because... Yeah. Patrick Wilson, if you've seen any of his other movies that where he plays like the bad guy, he plays a great bad guy. Yeah. He's got like I could believe in real life he could be a super prick like he he's, is in this. He's movie. so good at like towing the line. I be like you get you go either way, good or bad. I mean, he's like the thing about we were talking about in Aquaman that he plays the bad guy. And he's perfectly cast. Had they chosen him for Aquaman, like he looks like yeah. Aquaman. In yeah, that he's film got with the blonde looks. and shit. And I'm like, really? They got fucking Momoa? And everyone's like, who the fuck did they cast this guy? He's all burly and he looks. He looks like the villain, but he plays such a good bad guy in that too. It's like, oh man, it's he's just he's got he's got a knack for it, which you know kind of makes me think he's got to have a little bit of that in his real personality, which I'm not judging him for. Yeah. I mean, I. <clears throat> I dig it. He played that prick role really good. There were points during this movie where I kind of thought maybe he's not going to end up being like a bad guy. I mean, in the beginning, maybe he's going to p- turn it around. You know, yeah, they were short lived, but I thought there are points where maybe he's going to be the he's going to be an okay guy. He was in a movie called uh, Hard Candy. I don't know if any of y'all have seen that, where he kind of plays familiar. like a a pedophile, hey. like a statutory rapist. And he's got a very similar character to the guy in this movie, where oh, he's nice. like he's got a charm about him, but he's you can tell he's a prick, and <laughs> he just he really plays it really well. So he's like a likable douchebag. I mean, from the first scene that he comes in, you're like, clearly this guy is going to be a turncoat, or he's going to set him up, or something. Right? You he's know? cocky, and he's just he's fast talking. He's got that douchebag quality to him that. He he really owns it, so well, like, uh, I can respect what was that, that. The general says he, he wore like a body armor to HQ. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know about him, <laughs> right? But I think if, if you were if you were acting in a movie, playing that type of a role would be really fun. I think. Yeah. And he seems mm-hmm. to really enjoy it because he he does it so well. So yeah, I know Murdoch was great. I'm gonna go with Lynch though as as one of my favorites. Nice. This is That's why cool. this is why he's on the team. This is why he's you know? in, man. I, Throw him, a, throw him an audible. Yeah, he pulls exactly. Yeah. And that's brought to you by Myoderm. So <laughs> <laughs> discount still applicable? Can you still get a discount if you use our our? Uh, yeah, you should be able to. BMB. BMB. Twenty percent. Twenty percent off. <laughs> I yeah. use the extra extra strength for my back because it sucks. <laughs> oh wait, did this come out go into an ad? How the fuck did we get a dad? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey, I'm with you, man. I I liked Lynch too. What? Um, Especially the scene in the car when they're trying to kill the uh, Brian Bloom's character. Yeah, <laughs> when he's like, "Do I need and, to teach you how to kill me right now?" <laughs> and, he's like doing a magic like, trick for them. And then the like, phone I, rings, and Lynch is like, "Dude, you got to pick one: gun or phone. Gun or phone." Like, <laughs> that's a yeah. great example. Yeah. His, yeah. his little like henchman. he just played it so. Like this is just every day. I'm. Is it bad? Is it good? I don't care. I'm just doing what I gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he was excited about the situation they were in and how things were going. Like he thought, mm-hmm. oh, like when that guy was saying, please, I, one final request, 
don't let this guy kill me. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just thought that was so cool. He was like killing that guy just for being such a cool cool dude in the face of about to be killed. <laughs> he was bought into that, but still, he was still being a prick. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he just, he was he, he bitter down. But, but yeah, a lot of times in a movie, the villain comes up and then you're like, oh, I got to hate this guy. Ugh. He's so mean. But Lynch, you're just like, all right, what's he going to do this time? Like, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's just, and his henchmen, like you were saying, <laughs> just are the so henchmen. dumb. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like, good Lord, like, what are you doing with these guys? <laughs> the, the black coat guy or the, the mercenary type guy that they were killing, black Forest, trying to kill in that called, scene. Yeah. Um, like, he, he was really good, too. He played his role good. Yeah. And I hadn't seen him he around. Was, I mean, Patrick Wilson played a bit of a prick. That guy played a douchebag oh, so yeah. well. You're like, I want to punch you so in the fa- face so hard. And but I, I, was like, I haven't seen that guy in a movie since this one. He's way like he was like an 80s heartthrob. He was on the cover of like Tiger Beat in the 80s and stuff. He you was apparently like a, also like a... You had a subscription to Tiger Beat too? Huh? You had you had a subscription to Tiger Beat too? Oh, yeah. I have some <laughs> for back the issues. It was for the Corys, I'm sure. Back before they went nuts. I still break them out. <laughs> I still break out the Ralph Macchio episode. The Ralph Macchio. Edition quite a bit. <laughs> he was the man. Daniel son. All right, Paul. Anchors away. Who's oh your favorite? Oh, my God. And so why is it Murdoch? From. I mean, I was going to pick Murdoch, but Wit fucked that up for me. And then I was going to pick Lynch. I wasn't, but now I feel like I should because, fuck, you guys both did. That's, that was a left field choice. Uh, I'm going to pick Face just because he was like, strangely enough, like, I normally don't like a character like that because he's just too cocky and whatever. But I really like Bradley Cooper's version of this because, like, again, my, like, first uh thing i've ever seen him in was wedding crashers he was so good at being an asshole that yes. it was hard to unsee him as an asshole and anything else you know and now all i do is hear him as rocket and so i mean but he's been in a bunch of films and he has a incredible range like it's a it was surprising like to see him in other films be great and then think back as sack from Gosh. wedding crashers and yeah. be like wow his name was Sack, and he was a, uh, kind of a ball sack. <laughs> Total and sack. Spoiler alert, that may be in the hat. <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to spoil things, dude. You're the one who doesn't like spoilers, but you're like the king of them. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind spoilers. At any <laughs> rate. He's the one doing As long it. as I'm the one spoiling it. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, but my favorite, some of my favorite things about it is that, like, for example, like, he, he takes a punch and he's like, oh, is that the best you got? Like, it's just, he's really good at, like, for me, the connective tissue between him and the original face was the most accurate, I think, is the best way to put it. I would like, agree. Mm-hmm. I like Liam Neeson as Hannibal, but I can't unsee Liam Neeson's face, right? Like, he's very recognizable. But the thing about the dude who plays face in the 80s is he was just so, like, the smile he had was so, like, it was such a, like, a... You, he's a likable, arrogant douche, but he's the good guy that you like, and he's clever, and he's he's he he comes off as like what's the word? I'm, like he comes off as maybe like on purpose as part of his character. He projects like this this airheaded, arrogant like he projects this character that you that makes you underestimate him, but he's really fucking smart, and. He's like basically he kind of runs the he's like the protege for Hannibal effectively. Right. And 
he trusts Sandoval the most, and he and he even though he always is worried about stuff or he's going into shit not with a plan, expecting Hannibal to bail him out of shit all the time, and and he does, but like, but there's. But there was I remember like a bunch of episodes, uh, several episodes where he was the dude who came up with a, with a great idea and for once, and and surprisingly saved some scenario and did like, I broke his own character. Call. And I think that, that uh, Bradley Cooper did that really well. I think I mean he's he's definitely uh, I, I just liked his his persona and his version of this character for me. I mean I liked Rampage as BA mm-hmm. and. While Mr. T was very much Mr. T in every damn thing you ever saw him in, he will always be the best version of him in anything to me is B.A. and the A-Team show. So to tap into that was good, but I think Rampage was just a little... I couldn't tell, even on this watch, if he was trying too hard to be like him or too little, but he still wasn't... It was like the... I mean, yeah, he's not an actor. He's a goddamn MMA fighter. So like to me, it was like they were pulling a dude in. It's like... You pull a wrestler, a wrestler from the WWE in there, but it's not the one that's actually good at. It's not like The Rock or freaking Dave Bautista. It's like fucking Sting. Yeah, Sting. Yeah. <laughs> they were making him like a caricature. Yeah, of he was Mr. a bit T. of a character, Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah, With caricature. The pity and fool on his knuckles. I mean, I will, I will say this though. My very, very, very tight close second is Charlton's version of Murdoch, because the guy who plays Murdoch is one of my favorite actors from that timeline, and he's is level of lunacy is like unparalleled and it's hard to match that and to to match that uh and maybe even one up in, a, in several areas of bonkersness this, and like lunacy this might be a movie like again i i'm thinking back to our dodgeball and tropic thunder prequels especially yeah it's like every time you watch this movie you could easily pick a new character yeah like, I think that was mm-hmm. both of those movies because it was, like when we rewatched Dodgeball, we ended up finding other characters. I was surprised the ones I really really liked, and then Tropic Thunder. You could literally make a case for every single one of those dudes because either yeah. of them is out of their sandbox or mocking their own sandbox or mocking mm-hmm. another one so hard, and then you find out that like a dude's in the film that they're making fun of, and you're like, what the fuck? Like you could you could make fun of some of the like you could be like. You know, Ben Stiller's kind of mocking a little bit of some of Tom Cruise. And then that dude shows up <laughs> in a fucking in outfit, movie. blasting everything about everything and just being this character that you're like, wow, Tom Cruise is playing somebody else. It's like, what the fuck? They're all bringing it, you know? So that movie for me was like that, you know, where they're all of them. And that, I mean, that's good. That's why I liked it so much as a remake, because it, it they I think they hit the, the idea of it's not an Oscar nominated film. You're not watching it for the drama yeah. or the, they're not, no one's going through like the stages of grief or there's no real romance in it at all. There's no romance in, period. I mean, there's a little bit of no. the Mexican wife, but uh, <laughs> other than that, there's nothing really in there that's going to distract you from the action and the clever plot twists and the, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's good. And it hits the, the fact that all four of these one noters got to form a good character in, and the team, the team is the character for me, mm-hmm. like one four-faced character. Yeah. If that makes any sense, right, um, you know, it's what a mean? good ensemble. No, it really, it's is. great. Yeah, but I think I think Bradley brings it the hardest. I think for me, do you have it? And do you have a favorite scene? With, um, especially with face. I mean, that scene intro with him, it was pretty good. Yeah. And then, 
when he rolls down the hill and he's like, yeah. When he's kid, like this he, is dude, he not saves gonna the, taste He gets the good. wife in the van, but he boots him down the hill while he's on fire. He's like, what are you doing? And he's just rolling down the... It's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I love when when they're cooking and, and, yeah. and he's like, do you want secret sauce? And he's he like, goes, no, I got a little bell palsy. Bell's palsy last time. <laughs> So good. Gosh, like, like yes. every single uh, scene though has something fun. I love like, that. Yeah. Also, that line where she she's they're talking about, about uh, she's trying to talk to you about stuff, and he goes, well, "I'm here, I'm listening." And he goes, "Yeah, do you have my Steely Dan CD?" <laughs> she's like, "I'm not even gonna respond to that." <laughs> well, and then he like uses Steely Dan for the ringtone on the yeah, drop phone that yeah. he gives her. Like so good. It's, it's got so, so many little subtle fun layers it does have like if you don't pay there's a billion easter eggs in it that's another thing i like they baked in a lot of easter eggs and little snippets and callbacks to different characters or different things for every one of them has a little bit too so yeah good. hannibal uses a rifle that's got that silver yeah. barrel on it and that's the same rifle that the george original. papard used in the original yeah, it was and it was odd because at this timeline you think they'd give him like an updated gun and right. they don't and you're like i remember that gun I'm like, how does that thing even like? That's gonna break or jam. It looks so crappy. <laughs> I, I thought that was a that was a cool little Easter egg slash callback. Yeah, yeah. I, like, when I was a kid, I thought that that rifle was the coolest. It was cool, but it was like basic as hell. Like it's there's no like bells, whistles, no scopes, nothing. It's just a fucking mag, a barrel that goes to the whole thing all the way to the goddamn sh- the yeah. the shoulder, and a trigger. That's all you need, right? And he's he's barely even aiming. He's just like bing bing. He's like. He's like Roy Rogers hip shooting it and shit. Just running up. Yeah. Every scene has an Easter egg in it. Every scene is fun. Yeah. Like, I do, I think. And I'm like, I would say, though, my other favorite scene with a, if you don't pay attention, you don't really get beat the payoff of it, is like when he's going through the plan, the first heist where they grab the money, they they pick up the the truck, Mm -hmm. you know, they grab the, the trailer off the back of the truck. Um, that bit where they're, he's going through the plan before they start really breaking it down and doing the montage back and forth. He's telling B.A. what he's doing and everyone's got to roll. And then he gets to um, Murdoch and he goes, nope. And, he, and as B.A.'s crushing the helicopter to like try to get him out of the equation, <laughs> I, I, like uh, Hannibal sees it and then goes, yeah, there's no room for uh, uh, any for any." Uh, helicopters or anything this we'll get you next time i'm like bullshit he's not gonna exclude him <laughs> and then sure enough he is very integral because later he just and then you got it's like get, in the, get inside the crate and why, why is nobody getting the crate and why is face <laughs> bolting himself to the yeah. fucking side of this thing he's he like goes, if i was if i was nervous i'd be like nailing myself to yeah. the crate right now if i was nervous i mean i would be nailing myself to the crate and i was like why are they on the outside and he's on the inside and i'm like oh oh yeah it's, it's really quotable for I'm sure. Like if yeah. you know that somebody has seen this movie, you can pretty much quote every other scene yeah. to some level. It's very quotable. Yeah, it's very very good. That's a dope scene. I like that scene. And because uh, it just like all that is like the original scene's good, but it's all kind of coincidental and whatever. But then you find that's the first he's creating a plan and it's absolutely crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And it's got a little bit of like MacGyvery in it where they like build a magnet out of shit. And mm-hmm. then they use it twice, not just once. Cause at first I'm like, what did they build the magnet for? I forgot why. And then I see him like pull the grate and I'm like, Oh, that seems like a one, like 
Like, and I then feel he like shoots out. Then he, and then he uses the to get up onto the truck. But I so thought, good. and I was like, surely that's a waste of a like making this magnet because obviously BA could just lift that shit. It's not doesn't seem that heavy. And then I was like, oh right, he snatches him out of a sewer hole, like a manhole under the truck. I'm like, how cool was that scene? With yeah. like roller blade like on his elbows and yeah. stuff. Like so good. Yeah, it was really cool. I like I like that scene. And it yeah. was it kind of fit everything like the original show where it's like he's kind of explaining a plan and then they go and you can see him do the plan and it all executes. It doesn't make any sense that any of it works out, but it always does. Right. <laughs> Love hey, when a plan comes together. He just loves <laughs> it when a plan comes together. You beat me by one second. <laughs> I beat him by one second. So before we go to Con Town, which is Paul's favorite, mm, mm. do you guys want to talk about the beer? We have to. I've never heard of this one. I can't <laughs> never, even reach it. Um, it's I've never a, heard of this one. It's a Bud Weezer? Bud Weezer? Well, oh. you know what? Budweiser. I do have a story about Budweiser, but not this one, that I could tell now that it's more interesting than this beer itself. Well, the reason that we picked Budweiser is, A, we haven't done anything close to a lager, I think, on this have podcast. Have done anything other than a fucking IPA? We have, <laughs> we have done a few porters. Yeah, that's and... true. And... Maybe a stout. We almost had that chewy um, oatmeal one until we vetoed it. I think your brother, yeah. your other brother. And was we've like, had a sour. We've done uh, sour. the acai sour. Yeah. Oh, we did two acais. We did the good one and the shitty one. We don't speak of the shitty one. I mean, I, we refer to it as I the shitty one. I figured you picked but... Budweiser just because America. America. Well, also, this movie was basically brought to you by Budweiser. Effectively. It's yeah. all over this movie. There's a lot of them. It's like... You know how, like, in the 80s, there was, like, Miller High Life was in every fucking movie imaginable? It's a champagne of beers. Specifically in Overboard. I remember very vividly in Overboard. Because it smashes the, pops the <laughs> thing, and it's, I'm like, ah, it's the champagne of beers. But, uh... Is that the same beer they drink in Captain Ron? Yeah, probably. Like, all the, like, the whole movie is just... I think it's beer, honestly. Yeah, I think he drank it in all those movies. You're probably in Tango and Cash, and probably in, like, Big Trouble Little Chat, I'm sure. But you're probably right. This is <laughs> it's very product place in this film. It's like, all right, here's the plan. Hold my Budweiser. Yeah. All right, move here, move here. Wait, wait, wait. turn it oh, towards wait. the camera, though, while you're holding it. By the way, here's, the way, here's Jessica Beale. She's going to talk to us about how we can't do our plan. Would you like a Budweiser? Yeah. <laughs> like, Offer a beer while you're... Oh, here's Budweiser in a bottle. <laughs> and here's Budweiser in a can. It's like way through. I was like, it's the choice. And yes, the choice of a new generation. Like the only time that the... New print. The, <laughs> Yellow. Different. The, the only time that it wasn't obviously a Budweiser is when Patrick Wilson is drinking his out of his douchey tall Pilsner glass. Right, it's like, right. It's like, hold on. I have to finish my sandwich before I take a sip of this beer. It's probably a Miller Lite or something stupid. It was probably a High Life. Nah, it's too dark. <laughs> but no, this is... Miller High Life's like straight urine colored. So this is Budweiser. Oh, wow. Very <laughs> generic... Lager, it's the king of beers. So, uh, I do. I don't know if I you ever. I'm, I'm pretty sure I told the story on one episode. Maybe I didn't. I'm not more sure. But I, I was in Wales and I lived in a staff house with these two Polish dudes, and they were awesome. And then uh, they knew I drank Jack and Cokes all the time. And one time I drank. One of them was like the other one. My, his my friend's sick. Do you want to drink? A, like uh, have some drinks and hang out. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he had like Tesco. Cola, which is like a store, like Publix or Kroger Coke. And then it was, uh, he had a Scotch whiskey that just was a white label that said Scotch whiskey and no brand. 
Barely had had the milliliters. Made it in generic alcohol content. I'm not even sure that was on there. It just was straight white label. It didn't even have anything else. No no warnings of any kind. Just, just I'm surprised it was earlier that day. Got like, a fucking yep, skull and some crossbones on it. Basically, that would have been. It was palatable but horrifying. But it was good. We hung out. So then we went out to uh, with a bunch of other friends. We went to a club one night, and then he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go buy buy a round of beers. You want one?" And I was like, "Yeah. What do you what do you what do you got?" He's like, "Oh, we're drinking Bud Budweisers." And I was like, "Oh, sure." He hands me this beer. It's in a fucking green bottle, and the handwriting looked like a child was trying to make like copy this label, and it was all weird. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I tried. I'm like, "God, how is this worse than American Budweiser? Like, how is it possible?" <laughs> And then he explained to me that it was from it was the Czech Republic has a town back when it was Czechoslovakia, and there was a town called Budweiser. The name of this <laughs> is the name of the exact spelling of the town, and they had a brewery there. And Anheuser Busch fucking stole the name straight out, and they tweaked the recipe to make it more palatable. Because to be fair, it is not good, which is why they probably <laughs> lost every like claim to this name and everything. Um, but yeah, it was weird because I was like, how is that even a thing? But there's still, I mean, this was 2001, so maybe they're not making it anymore. But they were still making it then. And it had been multiple decades, many decades since they <laughs> you're just ripped like, them off. I don't but like Budweiser it. got so like big that they tried to sue them and they, you know, they just buried them in litigation. They never even, they were like, Pih! and like didn't care because yeah. it's this tiny town. Throw money at it. These 50 people with like, you know, one brewery in Czechoslovakia were like, Hey, you stole our name, and you're like bullshit. But I will, I will say this about American Budweiser. This is like my Batman Forever of beer. Like I just love to grab one, drink two, right three, now, four a, of them. I, if you were to hand this day. to me at a grill, I would drink it. I'm not gonna throw it at you. That's yeah. for sure. You have it. You're grilling some burgers and some hot dogs. Yeah, having a good day, watching some it's, baseball. It's like the Pepsi of beers, right? It's it's not my first choice, but. I know exactly what I'm expected to taste. It's going to taste exactly like if I. That's a good call. If you drink this beer now, and then 15 years from now you drink another Budweiser, which is probably what's happening right now. It's been that gap for me, but it's identical. Yeah. They they they've not fucked with the recipe. They're not they're not fucking with the flavors. For this, they'll throw some limes into random shit and call it Bud Light Lime and what is it? Clamato. They have the they, they, oh god, I don't even know the what orange the one. They have yeah. the. It's like sunset wheat or something like that. Right, Bud Light wheat, and that one's trying to be like a new. Uh, what is it? A you would blue think moon with the money they have, they'd be crushing it. I don't think I've stars. had a Budweiser like red label Budweiser like this in twenty five years. Yeah. Red label, right and out of the bottle. It's not bad. Been a while. I, it makes me think of like baseball. Like, yeah, it's the beer that I'm going. If I, if I'm not going to the Braves game because they are basically sponsored by Terrapin, like you go there now and it's like IPA, 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 maybe Budweiser, IPA, right? <laughs> like everything is IPAs. But it reminds me of my childhood smelling burps <laughs> from my dad. <laughs> reminds me of my first beer when I was six. Remind, reminds me when we were out of milk, I would pour it on my Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> like, my mom used to make me brush school. my teeth with this shit while she was. It's got rice Put in it. Put cigarettes out of my arm. Rat a toothpaste. The alcohol in the beer will do it. Like just yeah. I like I it better than once, the space but dust. this on it. You like it better than the IPAs? Yeah, I like it better than that space dust that we had the last oh, time. Oh yeah, no one liked the space. I didn't finish that shit. I, I didn't mind that one, but yeah, you did. I and really like IPAs. I would prefer this to the um, 
the one that has the different editions and numbers that come mm-hmm. out and uh, like alpha the oatmeal in the bottom i i prefer wait. it to that one wait the one that had oatmeal that was that was a different one I that, was that was unfair that's unfair gross. for you the the juicy double uh alpha buffalo dicks that's the ones we normally <laughs> do that you're talking about the i would drink another buffalo dick <laughs> <laughs> Never again if I could have a Budweiser instead. Right. right. I think the fact that you straight-faced that last comment, I'm very impressed and proud of I you. think that um, Mike's sweet spot is going to be like a, a red ale or a amber, like a... Sounds like a lager, more like... <laughs> no, I mean, because he says he likes this, you know, yeah, but a- at the same time, it's like, it's a beer, you know, whatever. Like, I think <laughs> if you start getting into slightly more crafted version of something, like... I think maybe if we pull out like an amber ale or a brown ale, uh, that might be right in your sweet spot. Because that's usually where it starts to taste more like that uh, rogue dead guy, where dead it has guy. a yeah. little bit more sweetness added to it. <coughs> this is, a Budweiser's just barley. It's like bready. Yes. It's really you know? just a loaf of bread that they left out to ferment and just pissed on it. That's what I don't hate. I don't hate that. I don't hate it. It's just not like, it's there's, I don't even know if there's a full note. It's like a note. I'm not. Sure, which note? You know, maybe it's flat. like uh, when you're tuning the guitar <laughs> and you a, like. There's a whole paragraph about uh, nope, what it is uh, on there. Uh, no, nope, it? not it's not Where's quite it? there. It's close. Got it. Uh, uh, I think your description is uh, dead on with it being the Pepsi of the Pepsi. Beers. Yeah, it's the Beechwood. That's what it says here. Beechwood aging process, very distinct. It does yeah. taste like if you poured like a better beer onto Beechwood and then licked it off. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it. But yeah, this is... This, no, you know what it is? It's if you go to a bar, like in a movie, and you go, give me a beer. And you're like, <laughs> and it's this slides. is a goddamn Taco Mac where you got a book full of fucking beers. Fuck it. Just give this guy a Budweiser. Get him out of here. It just slides across the, the table always... perfectly with the label out. The just, fuck... Everybody sees it. Hey, Budweiser. <laughs> right? But no, just this is just one of those beers I will... Again, I'll grab it every now and then if I just want a couple beers and to kick back and watch a game or something. I'll grab Budweiser once or twice a year. Honestly, like, like I don't think I've ever managed to get drunk off of Budweiser. It's a weird, right? Like it, it takes a good twelve. It's odd, right? It's I mean, <laughs> it takes probably like three less than Coors Light, maybe four. Coors Light's pretty much just water, but. Like a whole six pack before you go into a baseball game, dude, you're like, we're halfway there. Dude, Let's I remember I've, I've been like at like like playing beach volleyball or hanging out with friends and picnics and stuff or like barbecues and pounding those things and walking away fine, like going, what the fuck? Did I just drink some water? Like, it's kind of like it's kind of like either that or Corona with my my group of friends we were growing up. It's like either we did Coronas or we did fucking buds. I didn't know that you were in the Fast and Furious family. I was. <laughs> I was. Anyway, I'm not cosplaying like Dom, like someone over here. But, uh. <laughs> Any who's happened. <laughs> Budweiser, the king of beers, mm. basically paid for the A team. <laughs> yeah, for sure, pretty much. And I gotta give them to them. They got they got some dope horses. Those fucking Clydesdales are goddamn yeah. beasts. They're the king of horses for freaking sure. They're like straight out of Lord of the Rings and shit. Those beer, those. If you they're beasts. If you were to accidentally fall down in front of those, you're gone for it. Like you're dead. They're even if they're so just big. walking, they don't have even you have ever to be seen. Just... Have you ever seen a team of those in real life? Yes. 
You have? Have you? Yes. They're goddamn... Like, I watched Avatar, and I was like, nope, they're not as cool as Clydesdales. Like, those horses are big and scary, but they're not Clydesdales. Clydesdale would crush those alien, like, monsters. For sure. They're scary as hell. But you know what else is scary? Uh, I, there's no segment. I don't even know how there's much. There's no segment. I feel like half of their budget goes into those horses. Because there's, like, a bunch of teams of them, too. I thought there was, like, one set that showed up, like, the Super Bowl and shit or whatever the fuck. But I was, like, I found out later that there's a bunch. And you're, like, oh, there's more than, like six or whatever they were but they're uh, bigger in real life than you than you God, think they're humongous you think they'd be smaller no they're the opposite they're, they're just magnificent yeah they're glorious impressive jared what Jared's do you think weight. about this beard <laughs> did you like the beard jared no yes <laughs> Jared, I don't know if you know this, but next to your face is a microphone. I don't know. If yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to like it. Jared's like it. nodding like, along. We haven't quite got the audio and video nod. part of this podcast together yet. No, I was I was just trying <laughs> to figure out what flavor it is, and I was like, eh. beer. <laughs> generic That's beer. That's it. It's beer flavor. It's classic it generic beer American beer. I definitely feel like, <laughs> like. Like the Budweiser is kind of like um, the the mean of all the beers. It's, it's like yeah. so. Here's your starting. If you've never point. had beer before, yeah. Budweiser that's beer, and then yeah. you can be a little bit lighter. You can be a little bit darker. You can have some coffee in it. You can have some yeah berries or whatever. You know, pog all those things. Very baseline beer. Yeah, yeah it's just. It but it's also like. like it's skunky enough to like turn off a kid. Like if you're a kid and you're like, I'm gonna try my dad's beer. Don't give him the Tropicalia because that shit'll get hooked. That kid'll be a drunk in a week. <laughs> give him this bullshit. You're like, oh, what is this crap? And you'll never drink it again. We probably should have started with this right. on episode one. Should have. Like, All right, episode one. Bar, bar low. Bar, bar super low. <laughs> bar no, low. we waited till episode fifty-one because yeah, we we're did. professionals. Because we ran out of ideas. <laughs> And Buffalo Dicks are in between numbers, I think, or something like that. <laughs> and this shows up in at least three scenes. So it's true. It I think this was the perfect beer for this movie. It's exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. The beer yeah. and the movie. And A-Team's a Amer- American classic. Like, un- you can't really. If you think about the A-Team, it's so, like, it's so cool. <laughs> you can't go. Like, you could take the fact that the. Uh, Dukes of Hazard has a uh, very offensive now flag on the roof, and it's called the General Lee. You're like shit, those are the good guys. Those are the fucking good guys. They're the guys that have the racist truck car. God damn it, I can't not like them now. Like I love that show, but uh, it's hard to like. It doesn't hold up to modern scrutiny, if you will. But I mean, the A Team was like multi. It was like different generations, uh, different ethnicities, all blended in, all mixed into four dudes. Having a good time. There was nothing to really. There was a bit of hyper masculinity in there, a little bit of alpha male. Just a touch. There's a reason that we had the only hyper masculinity. Honestly, if you're the reason that alpha is kind of what the A stood for. If you were like sure that we had four hosts on this episode, yes, you know, (laughs) at least four, just sit there and talk over each other as much as possible. Right, my turn. Um, Yeah, fun movie. I mean, I was done. Anybody not have any fun parts (laughs) in this movie? (laughs) I still, there's Speaking no segue. Of, 
There's no <laughs> segue. Trying to find you, you, a way to be if like. You, speaking of Budweiser, con. the con of beers. Let's go into the con section. <laughs> trying, yeah, trying to get to cons for this movie is like running onto a treadmill that's already at speed ten, I and just you did aren't a ready good for segue. it. Segue. You're trying to make it sound like it was a bad segue because it sounded like one of yours, but it was not a bad segue. So I think we could probably like count to three and say the exact same scene. Nope, not gonna happen. Really? I don't know if I remember it because I missed the last. Paul half didn't of the see the last like third That's, of the movie today. well there you are you you remember the scene it's it's the last scene where the ironically i could suspend my disbelief for the tank steering mm-hmm. love it but when they start doing the shuffle game with, with the huge cranes. containers it's like yeah i remember that now how but that's why how he says they- Man, this was a lot easier when it was just cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he admits Noted. it. He's like, this this is yeah, not going well. He's basically well. meta talking shit about this scene because they were like, how are we going to execute this effectively? And they're like, we won't. Let's just do it, though. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you do that. You're like, what? You're like, well, like, I mean, right. like, the editors were like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, making this film, like, how do I even make it cut right so this right. makes well, any sense? <laughs> and the thing that makes that not a con is that... His entire plan is just to be a smoke and mirrors because mm-hmm. the full plan is that you're supposed to find the uh, guy in the box and you're yeah. supposed to go shoot him and you're supposed to go do this. Yeah. And then no matter what, you pull it up and we know that you were the bad guy. Yeah. So really, his plan didn't need any of that at all. That was all just spectacle for us to be like, Oh wow, he's doing the cup thing with the crates. Well, I mean, like, it's like eighty percent of Hannibal's plans are mostly spectacle anyway. They're like yeah. they might work, but we have the he's got the thing about his plans that he did, he always says a plan, but it's I feel like he always has like many plans because that's how I like operate. Like I have a plan A through Q for any situation, and typically I'm on to Q at my job by the second hour of my shift. But uh, <laughs> but it's but I do it in a way that it. Like, I'm expecting all the first several plans to fail. So, my backup plans are hinged upon if this doesn't work, then that works. Or if this doesn't work, then that works. I think that's so how Hannibal like goes. The opposite of Hannibal. You're like, I love it when a plan falls apart. Right. Yeah. Just- but that's what I think it means, right? Like, he's saying it because he knows that no matter what the fuck happens, we're doing shit so chaotically and bonkers that, like, one of these fucking things is going to pan out. And, like, it's going to fall into place because. Why not? And it's a show or a movie, so it's gonna have to because it's Hollywood. But uh, <laughs> but I do s- like that idea that like you're making a good point about that specific because that is to me a little bit of a con because his plans mostly fall follow the thing he's trying to do because he's yeah. so good at planning and organizing and setting it up. Even though it was hinging upon like like per- precision, like so many things have to be perfectly timed, aligned, and coincidences that seem coincidences are technically planned, but hoping something happens at the very right split second to pull mm-hmm. it off, which is why it makes it so cool. But that shit, you're like, do we need all of that? Like, we could have just done that with one container. And <laughs> So, I'll go next, if that's your only one. Is that your main con? I mean, everything else is... Loved it. Flew a tank. Love it. <laughs> um, tank was flown. I, I really did kind of go back into... Uh, 
prequel and first couple episodes of this podcast mode where i'm for the just fifth like a, time this is like the fifth time you've done this i know i'm like a labrador just like just happy to be here this is fun <laughs> this is great like i love everything about this you're talking about not just we have pre, snacks you're like, not saying pre-podcast same pre like uh, but like remember like strong-armed into having pc lens yeah i had no cons you know i was like i there's never a con i had to stretch for it so yeah i was a little bit more in that seat with this movie, I was just like, man, I just, this is just fun. Like, they're calling out their own cons half the time, you know. Yeah. Like, Which is like, that's... What was that movie we just watched that Ryan was talking about that happens where it's like... Is it... It's what we do in the shadows, I think. Yeah. Right? Where mm-hmm. it's, like, corny and purposely cheesy and purposely, like, fucked up on purpose. And they, in real time, address it all the time. So you can't... Like, you know that's his directing style, Taika's plan is to make it look dumb, but funny and awkward, but funny. So, like, you can't really go con because he's already showing you this is con. This whole movie is a collection of cons. So you can't really place it because that's the purpose. I'm on the fence with that one. Pure specific. I mean, it's supposed to have a level of cheese. It's trying to not just connect the character, but it's also trying to connect the fact that it's a fucking 80s late 70s 80s era show yeah so it does no business being in the 2010 I'm sitting, era. I'm sitting there watching this movie that i'm like okay like i just i can't even write notes because i'm just having a fun time watching the movie and drunk on like, 48 buds then I was, yeah i've had about six budweiser's just sitting there like the braves game's coming on soon i gotta finish this movie mm-hmm. and um it gets close to the end and that's where i'm like starting to be like okay this is where certain things are unraveling a little bit. And it's it catches me every single time I watch a movie that has this in it. If they ever mention a time, I hate it when they do that because I'm like, I'm going to time you. And it better be five minutes. Right. <laughs> like, so he's like, give me five minutes. And it says 4.58 on his laptop. And I paused it. I set a timer for four minutes and 58 seconds. It's literally two minutes <laughs> like it's like yeah. and <laughs> everything i was like you you missed it by almost three minutes like well give me the was... full five <laughs> like yeah. i hate it when that kind of stuff happens <laughs> happens in the dark night like where it's, it's like really tough they to have do a, that yeah with editing involved it, well it happens seeing, like yeah five minutes you can do you can have them out there figuring out you know this big plot twist where they have unveiled that the general was really behind at least part of it the whole time. And yeah. they thought he was dead. And that's the reason they are in prison. Yeah. You know, that, they that's what my cons for the record easily pin that easily had that be a five minute scene to where like they're explaining it. And then they figure out that this bomb's coming in or whatever. Cause yeah, you know, the fact that it's, they give you two out of the five. It's like, you were, pretty much halfway there and i was in on it yeah and i was fine with it but i was just like if you mention a time i want you if it's that little of time if it's not like give me an hour or 48 hours or whatever i give me to the end of this film right before the credits because like when there's a lot of other movies that stick to it like tenet yep crushes it at this it's like you have 10 minutes and then it's like you watch it and it literally takes the full ten, yep. but uh, that's always something that's that gets me. You just named two Nolan films because he's a goddamn robot. So, but he doesn't stay true there. to it on one of them, and then he learns his lesson, and yeah. then. <laughs> 
But um, you got your letter. Then my other my other one (laughs) is your hate mail. My other one is the the key getting transferred somehow to face. Like, how long did she have that key in her mouth? Because <laughs> like she's sitting there having an entire scene by this ambulance or whatever. Like, hey, yeah, we're all getting stitched up. We're all doing this. You're going to wait. You're arresting them. Hold on, gotta kiss them. Here's the key, and now they're gonna get out. Like, there was they didn't even leave her. Like out of the frame at any point for her to mm. have somehow planted this key and then go to deliver it. I mean, <laughs> I it's, what, like, it's like a handcuff key. It's not like it's a. Like it's a, a, a pretty, ring of big keys. It's not like a I, ring of janitor keys. <laughs> it's like, a, if you look at it, it's a pretty big key. So, yeah. like, so what? What you're saying is it's kind of like the Princess Bride, where he he drinks a little bit of the poison every day so that he he builds up a. <laughs> A tolerance. You're so for she, her, she, she just keeps a lock key she, in her mouth all the time, all time in case. Like she actually puts pushes in her mouth every day right. in her cheeks. It was an impression. That was a little spot where just there. maybe it's like the born <laughs> identity, and it's like sewn into her cheek, well, and like she like bit it, and like, then it got <laughs> out. Mouth is, weirdly, her whole mouth, her whole life, there's been like a key shape of the roof like, of her mouth. She every she single time she it. goes through a metal detector, it's like, I don't know where where this... Do you have a knee replacement? What is this? Like, like, I don't know, security guy. You figured it out. Up here. But, totally no slurring. But those are, <laughs> those are really just like two things. Like They're towards the end of the movie. Like the first one, just I hear it and I'm just like, I bet you it's not five minutes. And then I time it and I'm like, one in five. Mad. And then I find something Tell else. Tell me little. you're a podcast movie nerd without telling me you're a podcast <laughs> movie nerd, Wit. Your second I time, time. Every fucking time somebody says five minutes, I'm like, click it. Stopwatch. <laughs> I purposely wear one around my fucking neck like a goddamn elementary school coach. No, I carry it in my pocket like everyone else in the world. I have it a whistle, too. It just happens to be I inside my phone. I blow the whistle at the screen <laughs> when it's when time five minutes is up. And it's been 12, and I'm like, you went farther than five minutes. This is bullshit. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> the handcuff key see the scene that you said was one of the cons where she passes it to face. That kind of falls in the same area of the movie where my biggest con is, and that's just the end of the movie. I hate when movies try to set it up for a sequel, and, and then, then I'm watching the movie yeah, 10, there's no 15 years later, and there's nothing. Um, it, just saying, seemed, like, it seemed like Lynch they never explained any of that it seemed like the original Lynch kind of got away with it the John Ham Lynch is set up to be like a new villain but he just bounces and you don't know shit well, about like, him and then it's, it's just done they kind of muddy that up by referencing like everyone goes like I knew Lynch in like 1968 and he's like no relation like they're all like every CIA agent is named Lynch and you're like what? I thought they were Johnson. Oh, that's the FBI and Die Hard. They're but, all uh, <laughs> Agent Smith. I, Agent Smith, yeah. I, I just, I did not like the very end of this movie at all. <coughs> I had suspended my disbelief throughout the whole thing. I mean, it was just a beer commercial action movie yeah. craziness. You just go along for the ride. And then and at the like end, they try to set it up now you say it. for this big sequel that never happened. And then watching it like modern day... Yeah. Last week, I'm like, man, that just fell flat on his face. Yeah. Like, if they had just, like, 
cut it and be like, and next time on the eighteen, <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, yeah right. Oh. Yeah, they could have done like a uh, like a twenty one Jump Street, like at the end of twenty one Jump yeah. Street, where they're like twenty two Jump Street, and then they're yeah. working at a pet store or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was my biggest one. I also cannot get past Liam Neeson as Hannibal. I yeah did not agree with well, that. That's what I said. Choice. Like when I was my four, like the only thing that connected was somehow the fucking white hair they made Liam Neeson's head rounder like the original actors he, he looked they, weird and it was confusing because they gave him a nose on this rewatch I was looking close to see if maybe they like it's 2010 so the tech isn't really there like they've been defacing de-aging people in like your Marvel films and shit so I was like did they reshape his head in post like he, <laughs> his head's pointier than this like but it's longer. I just keep seeing Liam Neeson's face for most of it but when he gets this cigar in his mouth, I suspend my disbelief for a minute because he's like, he looks a little bit like the original dude. And then, then the other side is yeah. his face and his smile. And you're like, that's just fucking Liam Neeson. It's kind of Qui-Gon. I don't even know what to do. That was, I, I could not get past having him yeah. in that, in that well, role. Well, I think part of the problem with that is in the show, there's hardly a, a glimpse of him without the cigar in his mouth. Yeah, he's often in it. He often has it in his mouth for no yeah. reason. And then now you can't do that with your good guys. So they're no. like, oh, you know, once yeah. or twice is okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not even yeah. lit half the time. Like, yeah. just, yeah. oh, I lit the match. We're done. Okay. Right. Next it's thing. Just a celebration. It's just a celebratory <laughs> cigar in this. It's like that Will Smith talking about the Cuba Cabar cigar. Everybody's like, I don't light it. <laughs> but like, oh, why? Why would you not light them? Why would you just put one in your face for no reason to be. A photo op. It's lame. It t- tastes good. No, no, it doesn't. It's a lie. <laughs> All right, Jared. You got any cons? He went first. Or he, he started. First. You started, he started cons. Yeah. Jeez. I, I said we probably all have the same one. Oh. Right. That's right. Wow. That's and I was out. like, so far, no. But, well, actually, technically, you said, like, the second half of the film. He said the whole end. That's pretty much it. We're pretty much the same. <laughs> so... Going off of my biggest con, which was the Liam Neeson thing, and I don't want to jump ahead too far, but if we'd start talking about recasting or like what we would think of if we were going to redo this movie. Listen, man, I haven't even done my cons yet. This guy's doing Oh, wait. Ryan. That's <laughs> what you did. That's a Ryan move, and he's in Ryan's chair, okay? <laughs> I, I thought... I thought he jumped all the way around. No, I apologize. We cut you off mid-con to... Bring it back to the guy who started cons and just totally fucked me over, which is classic wit. <laughs> classic wit. No, I hey, apologize. But uh, hey, then he went all this Ryan is episode right into recast. This is episode fifty-one, man. Are you trying <laughs> we, to close it out? We have our lives and we stay, in it. <laughs> we stay in it. I thought we had. I thought we had gone around. Uh, that's all right. No, well, I do want to get to that. I want to like just put a pin in that for a second because I don't have a ton of cons, honestly, because I only got halfway through the film. If I'd gone all the way. I probably would destroy the other half of this film. He would have been able to be like honestly, one, it's two, odd. I couldn't three up the until, end of the movie. <laughs> up until you you mentioned two things that reminded me, like reinforced the con I was bringing to the table and why, but then reminded me of the 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 fucking container ship bullshit. Where I was like, ah, that is Connie. It kind of annoyed me a little bit. It was confusing and edited poorly to where I was like. Oh, even like so that it was like you think it was like edited so that you even the audience wouldn't know what the fuck we're looking at. But I was like, at what point do I still care about what you're doing? <laughs> you know, like once I realized what they were doing, and you're like, right, it was all smoke and mirrors. I was like, but only because we saw it from our perspective, because they're huge. Like no one is seeing 
the same view. That was kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. as an audience, we can see giant, we're zoomed back and seeing the container ships move around. Like we're playing three card Monty, but that's why it makes sense from our perspective. Cause they're small enough, like the cards in three card Monty, but not from the, these guys, they all see fucking huge container ships from underneath yeah. them and shit. And you're like, they're not confused. They, they move slow. Cranes aren't very fast. <laughs> you know, like, you didn't quickly move shit, so I lost track because it was so quick. You know, it's like, yeah. clunk. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> clunk. And you're like, I'm already bored. Just cut to the end. <laughs> you know? Yeah, get the Iron Man suits out. Have them start flying around. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> and then just blow them up and piss me off because I'm like, that's a good one. And it's gone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that's not going to Iron Man cons. Okay. Anyway, uh, what I was, you reminded me, we reinforced my con. I watched, I didn't get to the part where the general kind of gets involved later, but I remember realizing how fucking obviously stupid his blow up the Humvee scene is. And I was like, cause you don't like, you see him going, I'm on my way. And then like, then you see no one in this Humvee. Like they don't even show up a silhouette and then it just blows up. And then there's no bodies or any evidence of anyone in it or any dead. And everyone's like, Oh, the general's dead. I'm like, you guys just pulled off like this crazy bonkers genius heist and you believe this <laughs> bullshit that these idiots planned in front of you? Like you didn't know? Get out of here. And uh so I was I, I was pissed about that in the moment earlier tonight that I was like I was trying to remember why it was so like they didn't hide it very well. Like it was still obviously a fake scenario. And then I was like, when you brought it up that yeah, I was like, like it wasn't really a spoiler alert for anyone else but me. But I was like, oh shit, I forgot that like he's not actually dead. And then I was like, ah, oh, that pissed me off even more because it was so obviously something like clearly not dead. Where is he? You know. Tell you what. But I forgot that he was a douche. You know. So college wit was like, that Fine. guy's dead. Fine with it. <laughs> oh wait, he's back. <laughs> shit. College Holy wit. Shit. Clearly <laughs> dead. That's classic. Don't check for the body and don't <laughs> yeah. look for the guy in the car originally. College wit is just like, I'm in. Yeah. Like he's they were dead. like, like he wasn't even like the, the Humvee's going away. He's like, I'm almost there. And they're like, a second later, he blows up. You're like, was he that close the whole time? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Seems odd that he was really close to where they were driving this, they're flying this thing and they ended up there. But uh, yeah, that was, that one pissed me off. Um, I remember. So I don't remember, I didn't watch this tonight, but as I'm thinking about, like, I'm slowly piecing memories of this film together, I remember kind of being irritated about the cremation container scene, where that's how he escapes from the prison, is that right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how he gets out. I remember being like, that's not, like, you can't, no, you're dead. Like, you're gonna, it's so fucking hot. Like, you're You can't kick the flames inside of a... No. Crematorium hey. away from you and hide dude, and then. They're so hey, fucking hot. College dude. wit. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Four years later in Quit's quit career, he realized how fucking fireworks in the kitchen. You're like, imagine uh, a, a, a cremation thing so fucking hot that it turns humans to dust. It's not taken hours. It's taken a few minutes. It's yeah. so fucking hot that it's it's you're you're rendering human and you don't want to like it's just it's it's a really fucking hot situation. You can't just roll the fuck out of like not, it's just not not for college wit. Yeah, college <laughs> wit was like 
I got a taste for a Budweiser. <laughs> I probably had had Dude. some Budweiser <laughs> so, before. Sounds this. like college went like right after this movie was like, hey, there's a white fan and a guy with candy. I'm going over there. <laughs> like Anything you say, I'm Yeah, sure I'll get in. <laughs> I, Paul, I'm glad you mentioned that scene because I forgot I had a con. Nice. And You're welcome, sir. My See, con, I, I knew what I had to come back. Yeah. I don't like know if anyone can, you guys can't hear this, but I'm bowing like as oh. you're welcome. Oh, the ball. Oh, take the con. <laughs> um, is that I until yesterday or today even I thought that the cremation guy was the mad scientist from Richie from Rich. Richie Rich. Mm. And I was like, ooh, I can put Richie Rich in the hat. And I'm looking him up and I'm like, you're not him. <laughs> Nothing pisses so, yeah. you off than trying to find a connection and finding out that you're really fucking off. Yeah, I was so off. We're going to get into. I was into- like, sweet, I'm going to put like Robin Hood in there for Friar <laughs> Tuck. What the we're, fuck? We're going to get into recast, and he's going to be like, Zach Galifianakis should have been the cremation guy. Honestly, that'd have been better casting. I'm not lying. But continue, Paul. You have I mean, what, seventeen more? No, not honestly. Like, um. What was I did have like a tiny one in the beginning that seemed like it. The fuck was it? I mean, I do think that like they kind of like even though the intro scene was cool, like they didn't they kind of like peppered in things that you would get, and then the, like non-military types wouldn't really understand that connection. And then it also was like they were playing a little confusingly like fast and loose with what the fuck even happens, like what ranks mean, like like uh. Like they show up as the the they, the time hop, they're on a base with a, like a kiddie pool and a grill and shit. Every single fucking one around them is like all OCD organized in uniform. And these yeah. assholes are in the middle of the thing. And like they're like the best goddamn clandestine group of fucking all time. <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't mean they get to fucking wear fucking flip flops and a turban for no reason. Hey, and, they're uh, the Clydesdales <laughs> of the army, <laughs> right? fucking class <laughs> but uh but also it was also confusing that uh jessica beale's character shows up in almost the same fucking outfit as goddamn patrick wilson and i was like i couldn't remember when i was first watching like which one is the asshole like i seem like they're both assholes but it's not clear who's like i feel like he's clearly they established he's cia but what the fuck is she because she's in civilian clothes too and then it's like then later she gets court-martialed, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, she's, I forgot why and how, and then, like, she's, like, internal, whatever. But, again, it's weird because it also establishes the regular military as fucking idiots who don't know what the fuck is going oh, yeah. on. And that they're just, they don't, like, when you have a court-martial trial, it's more like, we we think you fucked up, you don't get to say, you don't get to defend yourself, and you get, like, she gets demoted and they get fucking stripped of their shit and thrown in fucking prison and i was like indefinitely yeah but all they did was like steal some plates and then then they got obviously framed and it blew up and money got burned that was fake money from iraq like i don't really understand what the actual and like they were side was like side hand blamed for killing that general when they had no body well, that was the whole point, right? There wasn't anybody in the fucking... It was a fake killing anyway. No one checked for bodies. Yeah. And they're like, someone said you killed the general. And he's <laughs> obviously not here in front of us, as we can see. So, apropos, 
you're going to jail and we're going to rip some shit. And I don't think, and I'm not, I've never been demoted or a court martialed, but they're they like in the courtroom rip off your fucking patches of your shoulders. <laughs> I always feel like that's a Hollywood hey. dramatic scene. But College wit like, was in. <laughs> and also, not to like, like, I hate admitting stuff like this, but I can, I can sew, right? Like, I'm a dude, but I can sew. My mom taught us when we were doing 18th century reenactments and we made our own, we helped attach uniforms and buttons and stupid shit. So it's a skill. You can't just hand rip off sewn on fucking patches. It is embarrassingly hard to do that. You need a fucking seam ripper. Not to be an asshole, but it is a very specific thing. And in general, it's annoying when I see it, like in Hollywood, they're like, rip. And it's embarrassing. And you're like, the hole, there's a hole. There'd be a hole in your shit if you ripped it and you were hard, strong enough to do that. Also, that means that whoever installed it and sewed it did a shit job. They did a crap job. Maybe they're all just the little iron-on press ones like no. you get when you're in karate. And even then, like karate those patches <laughs> in the military level would not just get ripped off. Like, they'd be so good they'd be permanently on. That's the whole point of these all these things hey. to be on your body. But what do I know? Good con. What do I fucking know? I'm just an <laughs> asshole civilian. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so now you're, you're I totally want to see the guy come up to them being like, I'm going to take that stuff off. Opens up his pocket seam ripper. Right? Puts on his like his, his spectacles like a like a goddamn... <clears throat> um, Murdoch, gently, gently you, rips the seam. Could you take your jacket and off? We got to send it back to the tailor. He's going to get it off. We're going to give it back. And then you're going to jail. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they? Are they collecting them? You're going to jail. They're not like he's going to wear that uniform and be like, I'm still a corporate or a captain. <laughs> you didn't take my bat, my patches off. Like, that's fucking for show bullshit, whatever. Uh, I'm done with cons. I just wanted to get wow. that. Wow. Well, baby cons. Baby cons. <laughs> I mean, I was a bit dramatic, honestly. So that wasn't I mean, that baby. I'm excited to talk about recasting because yeah, I want him to Mike's start con I... was a casting issue. So, yeah. Mike. Take it away. Yeah, I had a big issue. <laughs> Liam Neeson as Hannibal. Um, yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I just I, I could not get past that the whole time. So I think if you're going to recast it or look for maybe rebooting. Jermaine Clement. Yeah. There it is. No. <laughs> of course. Um, I would have liked to have seen him just go like a total goofball comedy route. Kind of like... Um, you ever see like the Baywatch movie? Not a great movie. You already you already actually called it Twenty One Jump Street. Is it you the one who said that, or is that wit? No. But uh, but it was uh, Twenty One Jump Street was not a fucking comedy show. Rob Rob Riggle would have been. Great. Oh yeah, Rob Riggle would have been pretty good. Honestly, Bam! If he had white hair, Rob Riggle is the same, the high and tight. Like he'd be good. He was in the Navy or the yeah. Like he's a he's military, military guy. Man. Yep, he's amazing. He would have been great. Really but just good. to have it be a straight comedy with the action elements in it, I know I understand this was this had comedic elements. Did you have, did you have real? But this was more of an action comedy. I'm talking more like a hard R goofball comedy with some action. Ooh, and Todd Phillips directs it. Well, you know, like at the beginning what? of this movie, what? And ben the first Spahn? when they he said <laughs> when they were trying to. Get away from the Mexican crooked cops and army guys and stuff. And they're shooting their way out. It looked like nobody was dying, just like in the old series. Yeah. Like they're shooting guys in the That's leg true. and the guys are getting mm-hmm. clipped in the arm. 
I thought the whole movie at that point was going to be like that. So if you go like a goofball, hard R comedy, you go through the whole movie where just a bunch of dipshits, the whole (laughs) A-team is just like wildly firing, clipping guys in the legs and the knees by accident. Yeah. And still coming out looking like the heroes. The A-team. Yeah, Yeah, the heroes. That would be like... Vince Vaughn is Hannibal, and like Ryan Reynolds's face. Owen Wilson's face. Yeah, I actually read that Ryan Reynolds. Murdoch. I actually (laughs) saw that Ryan Reynolds was in consideration to play Murdoch early on in the development process of this movie. He's too. He's too good looking for Murdoch, though. He's he's like he would be a good face, honestly. That's a good casting because he's got that like toes the line between a cheeky and like and like slightly arrogant, but it. It, overconfident that borders arrogance, you know what I mean? He's better looking now than he was when he was younger. When he was younger, he had more of a chipmunky, wildy he look was to a his awkward. face. The Van Wilder Ch- era, yeah. Yeah, like. Well, T Guys and Girl Pizza Place era. That well, he was like. He hadn't really embraced the full Canadian yet, you know? He was. No, he was definitely still Canadian. He wasn't trying to be American back then. No. Yeah. Oh, that one. When he <laughs> was on, like, Clarissa Explains It All on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. This kid, I thought I was going cool. far back. This, this kid, he, he looked like explains it all. He was a squirrely looking he little was. shithead. He so was. here's to so like, <laughs> I mean, we could probably man, fan. that was a children's show. Huh. I'd have you know, shithead is a bit harsh. <laughs> we could I, probably fan cast the A team all day. It's like like Alanis Morissette was on. You don't know the, the television Nickelodeon shit. She was an asshole, like an absolute <laughs> asshole in that show. <laughs> But I think that it would be fun to, and I hate to say this because I'm going way back to like episode two where I didn't like the female leads or Jesus whatever. Jesus Christ, Wade. But I feel like we should start over. Is he trying to get everyone to start over and start from but, the beginning to listen to these podcasts? To Good. recast the Jessica Biel character where it doesn't have to be a love interest for somebody in the 18. Like if it had just been another agent that was coming in, like a born identity type of thing where it's like, yeah. Who like would you rather see that stay a female character and then but they don't have to be romantically involved with somebody from the A team. Give me the child services cop from Hunt for the Wilderness People. <laughs> yes! Uh what's her name? Uh the, Jesus. The Terminator. What the fuck was her real no, name? I'm I remember Sarah from last time, but I forgot. <laughs> oh, she's the lady that has the staff and the milk door. stick. The milk in stick. Ragnarok, yeah. The milk stick. What's her what yeah. do I call her? Uh Trash. But I mean, no, not I mean, trash. if you're trying to keep this like a little bit more serious at times, like that character is clearly the serious air quotes character. Like having like a Jodie Foster or something like that type of character. Nope. Like like, like not that Davis big of a name yeah. at the time of the casting, but somebody that could do that type of acting. Um, I guess maybe it would have been... Say, it's got to be a straight character. I, yeah, I think it would have been cool if she was like some someone who had been studying the team or something, as opposed to just knew one guy. Yeah, like, somebody who clearly had figured out that the A team was innocent, but at the same time, it was their job to keep them behind bars because they're obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, right on. 2010, I'm thinking, like, that's probably, like, Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley's, like, wheelhouse. <laughs> like, right there. They're, They're making probably hot, a ton though. of movies. Who, who are you talking... You said one person just now. Who is... 
Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley. Did you like the craziest part about that? Like everyone confuses them of that era is that like Kira Knightley played like one of her doubles as Amidala in fucking Star Wars: Phantom Menace, which makes it even crazier. She's like no one fucking noticed when they swapped because they look exactly the fucking same. But then there's the other ones that look totally different. You're like, who's an idiot believing this fucking? uh, I'm just thinking that they look like. I mean, even I think Jessica Biel could pull it off. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I guess know, man, instead of recasting, it's more of like a rewriting that character. I think it should yeah. be... Yeah, you're just subbing in a... And then maybe towards the end, yes, they fall for face because that's his I don't like thing. her character yeah. because of... Well, the dynamic I was talking about earlier, the four of them making like a, like a fucking Voltron of like one awesome character... Yeah, I thought of Voltron. To... When you said that earlier, yeah. I was like, he's talking about the Lions for Voltron. Right, I am. <laughs> but boop, big dude with a big sword. But uh, the idea of like them doing that and forming a great character by putting all their skills together, and then she's in there just being half a goddamn note, and you're like, like she's not keeping up with anybody. And she's not, I would rather have like a character like in uh, Mission Impossible, her character that she's good if not fucking better or like it like uh um what's her name jesus christ uh emily blunt in in edge of tomorrow tomorrow. we're like like could be good if she was more impressive and like had a bigger had they flesh her character out more where she like you got what face saw in her like it seems like there's like Haley atwell in uh captain america like right yeah, that's more like what I would give a shit about, right? But the fact that she's replaceable by any, like you could put fucking anybody from Seventh at all Heaven in that right fucking there. movie. Yeah. Name a girl the same age as Jessica Biel and replace her, you know, and they would be boring. But that's not the point. The point is we needed to fix her, right? If we're gonna recast, we're gonna give her character more. We're gonna Maggie Gyllenhaal it up a little bit, if you will. You know what I mean? Like replace her <laughs> with a better actress, and then probably just fucking kill her off in the sequel because we're dicks. But yeah. either way. Uh, the sequels when you bring in the hot chick <laughs> and call her all the same and call her the same name from the other yeah. movie. Right. Yeah. Don't even address the entire face augmentation and character development and better better acting and better lawyering too. So, well, I mean, if we want <laughs> to wrap there. this episode up in a pretty little bow, do you think this gets a sequel or should have gotten a sequel? Wait, hold on. Did, wait, did anybody else? Did you talk about recasting other than that too? Or I didn't even talk about recasting. He was agreeing with it. Yeah. Agreeing. I agree. You're gonna agree with everything. I was he was nodding the whole time. Jared concurs. He was very helpful by off mic making face gestures. (laughs) It's like what I do when I'm listening to the the podcast. I forgot I had a mic there for a second. Yeah, Jared's like uh, when we first started recording, he was like, I feel like I'm in the conversation, but I can't actually join in. Yeah. So then I have to call you and talk to you about it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why don't you just come on? That means it's working. Can have you know? talk on the mic. Yeah, come to the show. Come, come to the show. show. I, I would do that. Like Lurk outside of the window. Whatever listening. you want. Be a ghosty, creepy bastard at the window. Whatever you, whatever you feel like that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you could have put Will Ferrell in a that. gray wig. Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Hannibal. <laughs> Gray yeah. wig, just being a complete dipshit. Being doing straight, zany. that would be funnier. Did you ever? There's a movie that him and Kristen Wiig made that was like a Hallmark. Yeah, movie. I saw that. 
and it's purposely shitty and they it's not a comedy it's like almost so bad and they're not funny like usual to where you're confused because it's like a love triangle you're waiting for the shoe to drop and wait for it to be like this hilarious like oh now they're gonna like halfway through like an anchorman when he didn't swear at all until he read the teleprompter and then he just i would fucking never say fuck i would fucking never say that but before that he's like oh sugar and like they're not swearing and then boom it changes gears i was expecting that nope the whole fucking film weird as hell and it was like ah but it was so funny when i listen i like thinking about it after it's over you're like that's it ah and then you're like no man that was fucking genius like the two of them you know they're both snl like legends and then they don't bring the comedy and you're like I think it's kind of funny they did that because they did that on purpose yeah. to piss us all off. Like, that was, that was bizarre. So that's why I think he would be a dope Hannibal if he's just playing it serious because you keep thinking. It's like if it was in uh, it was a film made in the 80s, but the guy, but it was like fucking uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <was> so good. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen would be so good in that character because he's like basically that. In airplane, where he's playing the straight character, mm-hmm. and you don't, but he says the craziest shit, like, like, of course I'm serious. No, call me Shirley. You're like, God damn it, man, that's fucking ridiculous. Okay, so is that in the hat <laughs> somehow? Airplane. <laughs> what about? Oh god, what is his name? Let's... He's in Brooklyn Nine Nine. He's the like big Terry Crews guy. Terry, yeah, Terry Crews. What about him for? Ooh. Dude, what? if you're gonna do your version, which is the bonkers comedy. Terry Crews is perfect. Yeah. Him with a mohawk. I'd agree. Holy shit. Did you see him as Camacho, President Camacho in fucking <laughs> Idiocracy? Yeah. Oh, amazing. And then he's aware of how awesome that character was because when Trump was president, everyone's like talking about, I think Idiocracy is becoming real. That dude fucking uh, got in a truck, like a trailer, and was like driving around and like <laughs> pretending to do a run for president. It was so funny. That, that, he's amazing. I like that. Yeah. I like that call. Terry Crews is amazing. <laughs> Bonkers comedy version. Well, yeah, even Cruise, even if it, it wasn't bonkers comedy, it, it goes back on what you're saying. Well, I can't say that because no one knows who I'm talking to. But when we were, you're saying when we were pointing guys about, at a person in the room, but I'm not going to tell you who. How <laughs> the um the it's like does the guy know how to act, or is he just a wrestler, or just a yeah? You know, I feel like Terry would have. A little bit more depth to it. Oh yeah, Terry he would have. He would have stolen some scenes. He's got. A, he's got a decent amount of range. He's good. He's great. But he's got good comic timing. To be able to wrap up the A team, I know that College Wit would have loved a sequel. <laughs> yeah, this movie was great for me. I still enjoy it. So, and then I episodes, could still and then see like it getting prequel a sequel. And the first couple episodes, Wit also. Maybe. <laughs> but if I mean, you haven't listened to the first episodes, go back and listen to them. Wits. Go Tell back and check them out. They're pretty great. <laughs> They're actually surprisingly not terrible. It's weird. weird. Uh, especially the Phantom. That one's good. I still get <laughs> Horse in the Jungle. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But, I mean, but no. Good movie. I would, love, I would love to see a sequel to this movie. Like, yeah. Maybe recast Hannibal in it, though. I mean, it's not impossible. That could be the Maggie All Gyllenhaal. The Still alive and functional, and they're not much older. So, where we're twelve years, thirteen years since the movie came out, it's it's in reboot territory now. Really, you come out with a true sequel to it. I mean, we're in a world where like 
oh, there's going to be an amazing Spider-Man 3? And you're like, nope, Tom Holland. They're like, God damn it. Like, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't care. They'll wait a minute and a half to do a reboot, you know. But I would like a sequel. I honestly would like a sequel. But maybe, you're right, maybe they, uh, maybe recasting reboot would be helpful. I don't know. You could do a sequel like Ghostbusters Afterlife type of sequel yeah. where you have where like you another generation in and then you, you the, bring back some of the old you guys. The Would you be okay oh. if they did a, a gender swap <laughs> where the A-team is all chicks? Yeah, maybe something. Actually, that sounds and really real. For the record, I was fully on board with the casting of that film. I was not happy with the writing and the plot. It was fucking stupid. But Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters? The, with fucking... I mean, every one of those girls is out of control funny. And the fact that they dropped that ball is sad. And <laughs> that was Paul uh, we're never going to do that one. So I'm going to go ahead and say that a pocket knife stabbing a ghost uh, float, like a Thanksgiving Day float. Can those die and come back in ghost form? Like they're not alive. How is that a ghost? And how did she kill it with a pocket knife? I'm done. Because movie. Uh, that's why the movie yeah. failed. Because that made it to the final cut. And I was like, yeah. you have incredible funny actresses and you fucked that up how did you fuck that up like it's amazing i honestly think it would be kind of fun to do this movie now i keep thinking about it, a female swap who the fuck would the same pick the, the same right actresses female. what if it was kate mckinnon and fucking uh leslie jones is like the ba character like that actually might be a straight swap out she let him get another round and do a good job and let him get a second chance at maybe taking on the a team I can see Kate McKinnon. I can see Kate would be a Kate McKinnon really is, great is Murdoch. Murdoch. Straight up. Straight oh, up Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who would be... Punch up face. a screenplay. Which one would be face? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you could do like Mia Kunis or something. To face. Face. It would probably be like somebody like that. Um, what's her What's her name that's in the new movie with Chris Evans? Actually, I- you know what? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. When she played fucking... Uh, Trump's spokes, like his uh, press secretary was <laughs> yeah. name, the fucking whatever. That was the most balls on accurate spoof I've ever seen. And she was so good as that dude. But she wore almost the same hairpiece. So she could probably pull off Hannibal with the hairpiece. Possibly. <laughs> I, I'd go for that. I think <laughs> All right. Jared, do you think it needs a prequel, a sequel, a reboot? None of the above? Um, I, I remember wanting another one yeah um hey when they like we said it who said it, they set up a sequel and they don't fucking pay it off and you're like why do you even do that just end the they movie set it up yeah they set it up to be like an anthology yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna have eight sequels yeah they're like There's we're gonna, gonna be it's gonna a be like mission g impossible teams. a through g teams <laughs> th- you know i think john ham got to be too big to come back and just play a bad guy and bradley cooper's did, career yeah. continued to go up i mean he did Silver Linings Playbook. He's like an Oscar-nominated actor at that point, so Bradley he's Cooper, not going yeah. back down to... I mean, to be clear, Liam Neeson was in this film, and he's quite the catalog of great films, but but he was mid-Takens, so he was like, you know, I'd rather just do a Taken sequels. I mean, he hadn't been taken yet. His right. daughter had been taken multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> but well, his daughter was... At this point, it's just his daughter, but he's like... She could probably get taken again. Yeah. And then someone else could get taken a third time, I'm thinking. I can just milk this taken thing a bunch of times. A lot of people can get taken, surprisingly. You'd be surprised who can get taken. You got got. 
I have a feeling. Oh my gosh, that's the remake. Got God. Got God. I have a feeling. I have a particular set of skills. Is in this hat. So, I think that's a good place to wrap up. What's in there? We have a lot of stuff in the hat. How many picks are in that son of a bitch? It looks like a lot. I, I dropped bingo. a deuce in there. <laughs> you got the deuce in there? <laughs> uh, Two solid picks. So real quick. I nominate, I nominate uh, Jared as tribute to reach his hand into the deuce hat. <laughs> Jared into the deuce hat. But no. A-team. Fun movie. Yep. Just great. go watch it and have Wrap a it blast. Up, get to the hat. It's so fun. <laughs> Now, we're going to pick our next movie. Are you going to go with Ryan's method of picking like three and then somebody's pick a number? Or are you just picking one? I like that choice because it makes it more random. More random. Oh, I dropped one. Son of a bitch. So it's not going to be that one. Ah! So so I have to pick. Oh, gosh. Seven? You got to pick seven. That's too many. Okay, hold on. That's like several. So, yeah. One. What is happening? You said pick three. I'm picking three. Yeah, but you like pick. You pick three, and then you put them all back and start it over. <laughs> I was no, like, like you the first time it was like nine. You could have put like all, right. all but the three back the first time, but that's fine. All Keep right, going. so how many you got? Where's that? It's got three. All right, hold right. on. Hold you on. Now some you got to let somebody pick them at random. And you now you got to pick a. Got to shuffle them up. Oh, I thought I was supposed to read off. No, not yet. Not yet. You. Uh, so what up. Ryan would do is. He'd hold them up, and then Mike picks one of the three, and then Ryan goes, "What? These are the ones we're not watching," and tells us the runners up, basically, and then tells us the final one. Oh, okay. Sorry, I haven't seen him do that. Do you want me to pick? <laughs> <laughs> Neither did we. When we listen. All right, back. I'm holding them up. One, one, two, <laughs> or three. Three. Nice. Nice. All right. So three. three wait. Wait. You read the three last. Because <laughs> uh, Ryan likes to fuck with us. Oh, and sorry. And you're in Ryan's seat, so you have to do what Ryan does, which is okay, so tell what us what we're, we're not going to watch. And then bitch about how it's your pick that we uh, watch. It's not Elizabeth Town. What? Elizabeth Town? That is Lindley's pick. Ah. That is Lindley's t- What's the connection? Is it not connected? I think it? Jessica Biel oh, shows cool. up in it. Okay. I was trying to avoid Very Jessica nice Biel connections myself. Oh, gosh. Now I don't know if it's the right one. Oh shit! Oh. I think that's the that is the how we know we can't argue with you. He just said the hangover, me. not ah. doing the hangover. Ooh, oh, that was one of mine. That was yours? I would have been well, franchise doing. Yep, there you go. Wedding crashers. Oh, which which what color is the ink? Blue. That's mine. <laughs> I put. I'm pretty sure I put wedding crashers in there. Well, I when you said it, I was like. That's kind of my favorite of the two I put in. So <laughs> I preferred Wedding Crashers over Hangover, but so I like Hangover because of Zach I finished this movie and immediately watched Wedding Crashers. <laughs> I was oh like, my god, I gotta hey, watch uh, it right now. Since there's so many goddamn movies in that hat, which I think you're already doing, please read them all. I want to know what we're not watching. We're not doing Watchmen. Okay. Okay. Which is the second movie I watched after this movie. <laughs> right. Wow. We're not doing Burnt. Which was Lindley's oh, second pick. Bradley Cooper, chef. Bradley Cooper. Honestly, I haven't. We are surprisingly not seen that. Doing wedding crashers. Nice. You're welcome. Because it didn't in... get vetoed, right? You're welcome. Like, nobody for the be- multiple wedding crashers. We're not doing tag, which is a 
great mm, movie. It is good. That would have been so good. It's good. John we'll Hamm. We'll get John there. John Hamm. There's enough good actors in that film to probably circle back at some other point. I wish we were doing this one. What? <laughs> we're not doing The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ah! <laughs> great damn. movie. Nice. Wait, who's the connection in that one? Liam Neeson. Is it Liam? You know what's funny is I was this close to putting a million ways to die in the West because of Liam Neeson. <laughs> and he also You're... said, I will do this if I can keep my Irish accent. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's his stipulation for every movie. It is. Well, it doesn't even have one in this one, though. It's kind of there. I mean, you can't It not shows up it, a little. Yeah. We're not doing Bone Tomahawk. Nice. That's Patrick Wilson. That's solid. That's oh, one of my favorite movies. Damn. Patrick Wilson was my Watchmen connection. Yeah. That was for yeah. Conjuring in because of him. I and we're that. not doing The Spy Who Dumped Me. Okay, so... Oh, shit. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was mine. I Speaking made the mistake... Kate McKinnon, right? ...of trying to... Mila Kunis, right? Mila yeah. Kunis and Kate McKinnon? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. else is in it that connects? Mila Kunis could be face. Well, they yeah. aren't in no this. one in the movie is in it. Okay. But you're I was gonna, like... You're going the wit route. Okay, I'm yeah. following you. No, I was... We are brothers. Stretching it out. Stretching I, out the connection. I had the audio description on. Heard. And they started reading... Like the cast, yeah, and it was like casted by da da da, and I was like, "You're gonna wait the yeah." The, I looked the CSA, up the casting. Director. You're gonna call out the casting director as the connection between the yes, films. I did. Seriously, I did. You know the yes. name? I have it written down. Yeah. Who is the name of the casting director that <laughs> no one is ever gonna? Well, <laughs> uh, no one's like the director's good, but you know who's fucking awesome. Dude. The casting director, she's well, the also the one for the spy who dumped she, me. She, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Nobody knows that. She people, connects people. directly to the Phantom, so yeah. I'm for it. She, she, uh, does oh, she really? really? Okay, so her name is Deborah Aquila. A oh, shit. A-Q-U-I-L-A. Never would have known. But she's casted Shawshank Redemption, The nice. Good Son, nice. Phantom, nice. Black Sheep, nice. Disturbia, Eagle Ooh. Eye, oh. Mission Impossible 2. She was very... She went... I mean, she went a very uh, she had a Shia LaBeouf moment there. I yeah, think, Red there. Push, Lucky Number Eleven, <gasps> You, Me, and Dupree, Crank, and this by who don't me. I mean, and she had so many things, and I was <laughs> I like, like, Holy I like, cow, I was like, awesome. and the movie I put in the hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, this one sucks. I could have. I, you like listed a bunch of ones. And I'm like, wow, yeah. those are all great. Like, whoa, put, and then he's like, and some asshole who like spired dumped me when it chose Just that hit after hit. He's after like cranked. Hit. Like we're all like, wow, rewrite all, revisit, veto everything, start over. <laughs> yeah, and he's like gonna put it in three times. Spy dummy, spy dummy, spy dummy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. That was a total ra- random ADD tangent, but I I was like, I gotta hey. do this. It would have been out. it would have been the first ever and it would have been really I fun. I will say this. <laughs> I've that's that's a first. We don't ever talk about casting directors who fucking deserve some credit Absolutely. for doing a good job. Because look at the Marvel films, like look at uh, there's a lot of casting directors that take a chance on actors that deserve it and they're the reason that no one, they don't get the credit that they deserve for finding or drawing in some people. Mm-hmm. And again, like there's some really 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 good ones out there pick a person you're like i don't see that and then you watch the movie you're like you know what fuck they they were right well you yeah, know what well, especially when what was like this is one of those movies where you won't have a favorite character 
Yeah. Because each time you see it, you have a different character. I, was I like, mean, Mike thinks he's an asshole favorite. for Liam Neeson casting, honestly. Well, yeah. Fuck <laughs> that casting. Yeah, nobody's dude. perfect. Right. But <laughs> but she made up for it with, with in my opinion, uh, Bradley Cooper. So we're Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Your homework is to look up the casting director for Wedding Crashers. <laughs> So that next week we can try and make that same connection. <laughs> but until then, this might be a no notes movie for me. Just spoiler alert, because uh, I fucking love. I'm going straight back into college with for this, this movie, movie, start to finish. And I'm not gonna say what it is, but there's not deleted scenes that should have been in this film that Christopher Walken does that should have been in the film. Gosh, it's gonna be everything. hard. It's gonna be hard to not try and impersonate Christopher Walken the entire time. Dude, next he's week. so good. I can't wait. <laughs> I honestly, I just wanted to get Christopher Walken back on the mic. Like I want to talk about him again. He's so good. He's so amazing. So good. But we'll save chance, it for the next episode. I have a chance to put a movie in the hat for that one now. That yeah, that's there, a good one. I'm looking forward to, to watching that again. <laughs> I mean, we know we're having Mike back. Hopefully, we'll have Ryan back. Maybe not. Might have a guest. Might have Jared back on or something. Open invite. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but until then, this has been episode 51, the A-Team. I've been Wit. I've been Paul. I'm I've Mike. Jared. Oh, sorry. Ooh, Jared. Go, oh. Mike. Sorry. I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. And I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Not confusing at all. Bye. Oh shit, that's my that's my line. I gotta <laughs> wake up the mouse. Okay, try it again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>